Hey guys, brand new Bertcast. Or should I say it like dead? Hey guys, brand new Bertcast. This week, Bert is not here. He is he's playing golf. What? He's a lot peppier. He's. Are you like, criticizing my read? Yes. Okay, I'll try it again. Ready? Hey guys, brand new Bertcast. Yeah. This week's going to be awesome. He's got, uh, my guest this week is Jim Jeffries. Can you believe that? I don't know who that is. You don't know who Jim Jeffries is? No. Oh, my God. He's such a good comic. He's really, really funny. He's from Australia, I think, Australia. but he lived in Britain for a while. And is that he's, his Australian accent? He does have quite an accent. Yes, he does. The dingo took my baby. <laughs> the dingo took my baby. I'm sure no one's ever said that to or about Jim Jeffries ever. Come up with some original material, George. Original material. So Bert is in Pebble Beach playing golf with his dad. He treated he his, his dad, dad more than us. He loves his dad. I wouldn't say more than us. More than you, Georgia. But it's oh. a father-son <laughs> trip, right? Yeah. Father-son trip. I'm sure he's posting about it. I he think is. he got an eagle today. I don't even know what that means. Wait, he got one? Not yeah. a real one, Isla. Uh, that's, a, that's a golf term. I don't really even know what it means. I think it's oh. like under par. Isla, he captured a bird. Yeah, he he, he hit an eagle with a golf ball. No. I think that may be actually what it means. So anyway. That's definitely Dad, uh, Bert slash dad asked us to do his um, reads for his sponsors. So I think that's very exciting. And I think I should read them. So. You're dyslexic. Stop. This <laughs> week's Birdcast is brought to you by. ZipRecruiter. Zip you got it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Are you like, do you have ESP? No, it's because you started talking about yeah, it Yeah, you said ZipRecruiter and then you stopped talking. Oh, did I? <laughs> okay. Hiring can be a slow process. Cafe Ultras, COO Dylan Miskowitz needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having trouble finding qualified applicants. So he switched Zip to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Is technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and said he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. And that's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. Ooh, be, be, that sounds nice. Be cool to be director of coffee, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Dylan. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's pretty awesome. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, which is ZipRecruiter.com slash BertCast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-R-T-C-A-S-T. ZipRecruiter.com slash BertCast. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. What Do you know what hems is? No. Like underwear? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe they sell underwear. But hems it's a clothing store. Like is a wellness brand for men. Oh. So underwear. So they have, no, they have like vitamins and supplements. Oh. oh. They also have uh, products that help you keep your hair. They also have products that have to do with things that, you know, are maybe not child appropriate for men. Thank you for sharing. But they have all kinds of good stuff. Okay? 
Uh, Bert's talked about hems over and over and over again because he uses products from them that help him keep his hair. He's always... Oh, the thing that he's... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he uses a a liquid that he puts on his hair that he gets from hems and it keeps his hair from falling out. Xanax? No, definitely not not (laughs) No, Xanax does not prevent your hair from falling out. Okay. Do you know that 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35? Dad started losing his hair in college, and he started using this product in college, and now he gets it from Hems. It's just so awesome. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hems is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. Prescription solutions backed by science is what they provide, mm-hmm. which is really awesome. Hems was created by a guy who knows some men's health conversations are easier online than in person. There's no more awkward in-person doctor's visits or long pharmacy lines. For Hems connects you to real doctors online, which could save you hours. And it's completely confidential and discreet. Answer a few quick questions, a doctor will review, and if they determine it's right for you, can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door, which is so awesome to just have it show up every month is really, really great. So order now and Burt's listeners can get started with him's complete hair kit for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last and subject to doctor's approval. See a website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy somewhere else. Go to forhims.com slash Burtcast. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash Burtcast. Forhims.com slash Burtcast. Um, so dad's been home a long time this month, huh? Yeah. How was it? Kind Intense. of annoying. Kind of annoying? Well, he'd be like, um, I love come outside, sit around the pool with me. Let's talk he's about very it. needy. Oh, uh, he can be, yeah. He he was like very needy for the first week and then he wasn't. And then like the last two or three days, he'd be like, Georgia. And then I'd go out and he'd be like, come sit with me. I'm like, I'm in the middle of homework. He goes, I don't care. Come sit with me. I know. He, yeah, he doesn't care about what you do very much when you when you're in the middle of something. He's like, come outside, watch some TV with me. I'm like, I'm about to go to sleep. And he's like, it's fine. I know. It it really must be terrible to have a dad that loves you that much. Yeah. Russ oh. really sucked to have a dad that adores you and that wants to spend time with you and no. wants to know who you are. No, yeah, but yeah, it's pretty it annoying. Just, it's just a little annoying when you're in the middle of something. Well, you oh, know Bert. I'm glad you feel your your own self importance. I like him though. Healthy. I mean, I love him. He's a great dad. He's a really good dad. You're really lucky. He's a good father. Anything else you need to say before we start the podcast? Um, go to the wife of the party.com WOTP. No, wife OTP.com. Thank Same you. Thing. You didn't have to plug me, but go to wife because she has the better podcast. Okay. I'm on it. This episode is so good. Bert was so excited after he recorded it. He couldn't wait to get it out to everybody. So this is the latest Bert cast with Bert and Jim Jeffries. Can I just say something? What? This is the Bert cast. <laughs> this is the Bert cast. Ew. This is the Bert cast. Yeah, there. It's, it's a. I think it's a pain in the ass, but my wife likes it. So what the fuck? I'm gonna like it. Yeah.
And you'll suggest it. It's weird. They don't like filth. And they want fucking chickens. Yeah. It's and they don't like a mess, but they want chickens. Chickens shit everywhere. Yeah. They shit literally everywhere. And uh are you rolling? And then that's um, fantastic um uh fertilizer. Dynamic lifter. There's a guy in Australia made a lot of money just off chicken shit. It's like the best real? fertilizer in the world. I've been trying to write a joke about chicken shit because it's everywhere. It's, yeah. And I, the joke I've always thought, I guess you have to have chickens to get it, is despite uh, despite what <laughs> popular belief, chicken shit's not afraid of anything. Right. But never, never, I <laughs> yeah, never, someone's chicken shit. Yeah. There's so much. It's, but are you chicken, chicken shit? Yeah. The most dangerous stuff in the world? It's I literally... I have this obsession with hosing down my back because the chickens, my, Leanne keeps them in the house. When it gets too hot, she lets them go in the house. Yeah. My Why? Wife's red, my wife's a redneck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. Um... By the way, we I, we could be Australian. Like, I feel like I feel like uh, Australians have that red, there's a redneck-esque to Australians. Uh, uh, an esque? Fucking yeah. hell, we do white trash better than anybody. I fucking love Australia. Yeah. I love Australia. Is that your first trip? Second. 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 Um... I just love, I just, I You got there with Andrew? Who do you got with? Seb. Seb, oh, it's a different promoter. Seb, Seb's dad, I think, runs it. I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. You, you, weren't, you weren't big in Australia. For, well, I didn't start, I did start in Australia. I started in Australia in the sense that I did comedy for 14 months. Yeah. And then I moved to England. <laughs> so so it's like, I, I'd been, I was an open micer who had a couple of paid gigs, moved to England more because- um, I was at that age, I was 21 or two, I was 22 and it was, you know, I just wanted to see the world and, and a lot of, there's a lot of Australian and, and Canadian comics in the UK because, um, uh, we all get a two year work visa if you're between 20 and 27. Really? Yeah. You're allowed to go out there for two years and just work and it's, and it's reciprocal. They can come to Australia and they can go, anyone who's in the Commonwealth can do that. Americans can't yeah. do that. So, you know, you, you'd go for two years. I was never a citizen or anything. I lived out there for 10 years. I just kept on getting work permits after work permit. And the really? work permits used to only be as long as I had gigs. So I couldn't take a month off in those 10 years because they would have sent me home. Oh, you had so, to work nonstop. Yeah, yeah. I had to keep working or, or, or my permits would run out. That would give you three months at a time. And so... Uh, and then you had to be out of the country for at least a month a year to do some international work or something. But that sort of happened naturally. Yeah. You know, you'd go off to Ireland or some shit for a week. Yeah. You know, that, that would be pretty easy to do. Um, but uh, no, I, I, I started, and then I started out in Britain, and then I came over to America and did whatever I've done here. And then I uh, went, now I go back to Australia, I do, I do arenas. And it, it, this happened in like the last three massive, years. You do massive. Uh, I do. I do where they hold the Australian Open. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. They sold out the fucking Rod Laver Arena. Is there any? Is there any connection? Because you spent so much time in Britain, is there any connection when you go back to Australia of like coming home? Or do you yeah, no, no. Def they're definitely very supportive. The media has never been super supportive of me over there. Media but the, hates the, me over there. Yeah, the media over there is. There's something about Australians. We're all meant to be told we're laid back and we're knock around and we're these fun sort of people. Yeah. But then the media is pretentious as fuck. Yeah. If you're not a comedian who's a bit whimsical and doing things and making a big point and crying at the end of the show, and you know what I'm fucking talking yeah, yeah, about, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, will, yeah. they will fucking, go, they will go after you. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got, I got lit up by uh, the project. Oh. Uh, the project, and they fucking some old guy went after me, and and then it was all over the media and and Australia, and but it helps sell tickets. Oh no, no, no the, the public doesn't give a fuck. That's the most fucking. I want to talk to you about 
I want to talk to you about that, but I want to... The public are our reputation. The reputa reputation of Australia is true. Yeah. Right? We are that bunch of fucking slightly sort of off-kilt, sort of blue humory yeah. type of mildly bigoted... You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like Australia's yeah. fucking... Growing up in Australia is funny. Like, I love Australia. I still call Australia home. Um, and, you know, I go back at least once a year for a month. And... Uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic place, but it, it's funny, a little country with 20 million people, and they really do think it's the center of the world. I remember when 9-11 happened. I can remember when 9-11 happened because that was... Okay, so I, I know exactly when I moved to England because I went to, to England on September 12th. The day after 9-11? The day after 9-11. They were still flying internationally. Yeah. But I was watching the Twin Towers fall as I was packing my bags like, I'm on my big adventure. I'd moved. I, 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 I was living in college. I moved back with my parents for the last month to save up money. Mm -hmm. I was in my old bedroom with a single bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like packing all my stuff up in me old, with old posters of rugby league players on the wall. Right. And then I, I, it was like 9, 10 p.m. or something in Australia. It was late at night, you know, with yeah. the time difference. And I remember like, like my, I wake up my parents like, the, the trade, the trade centers been hit with planes and we'll watch it in the morning okay Shut because up. their brain didn't really and we don't really know i didn't know what the trade the world trade center was i yeah. never heard that term before i'd seen those two buildings on friends you know when they did like that <laughs> that montage shot but i'd never oh, been this is to gonna really fuck up friends <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you can tell which episodes are where like sometimes yeah. i do that with friends i go which oh, episode? Yeah. oh this one's after 2001 anyway so so I never, I never seen the the bill. And I watched them fall. And I remember going on my first international flight. I never left Australia at that stage. I never really? been outside of. I was only twenty one or something, twenty two, maybe twenty three. I don't fucking know. Jesus. Maybe I was twenty three. I don't know. What was what was? Um, I'm forty two now. What, I don't know what the maths are. What yeah. was what was open mic Jim Jeffries like? Because well, I've I've always been curious. You you splashed america so hard I, I mean i've never seen someone roll into a country and and I, i'd say succeed obviously you succeeded but just just I mean, steamrolled how, 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 how quickly did you succeed in australia though no 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 very different very <laughs> Why different is that different very different because i fucking was on a million podcasts and i was like yeah but i was i'd been on tv in, a, in i'd already had a, a, two specials in britain and been on tv in the uk the, i'll tell you what already, were, i was already a theater act in the uk you were a testament to like i remember i, I can see I, I i i'm pretty good at picking out the tricks of the trade right mm. but you came in I saw you do Opie and Anthony one time. It was like fucking mesmerizing. I mean, it was. I, it starts with the you getting punched in the head video. Well, that was two thousand. The, the punch in the head was years and years before I got the England. But it's it's funny because the my my son's six and he's obsessed with fails. You know, the kids yeah, watch yeah, the yeah. fails on the YouTube, right? My daughters he, are the same fucking. Yeah, way. just watch this. Wait, I he, 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 I wake up in the morning. He's downstairs eating breakfast cereal, watching fails before school. I'm like, this is. When, remember when kids watch Sesame Street and learnt fucking letters and shit? The yeah. kid's behind and he's fucking reading and he's watching fails. This isn't helping. Epic fails. It's interesting. When the epic fail happens to them, it's not quite as funny. Oh, no, no. He, fell, he just learned how to ride a bike. He fell over a few times. I don't want to do this. Yeah, I want to give up. You're like, yeah, yeah. You, all you he know goes, is my I'm failure. I'm never doing this again. I'm not living with you. I'm going to be homeless. <laughs> right? That's what he said. He's going to be homeless. Like, There's no TV if you're homeless. I'll find a way. <laughs> right? So any, anyway... My son, I, I'm getting, I'm having a shower. He's downstairs eating his breakfast cereal and he, he runs up and he starts bashing on the glass and he's just like, dad, you're one of the fails. 
For real? Someone's put that punch in the head into one of those failed clips. It was, it was, it was, I remember seeing it. I remember where I was and I was like mesmerized. It was before the concept of viral videos. I stand by this statement until the day I die. You need something to go viral to start your career. And if you have a a talent that goes next to it. Yeah, you you have, you have to be able to back it up. Like Bill Burr had that thing in Philadelphia. But oh my God, I've said this so many times. Bill Burr, Philadelphia, you with a punch in the head. And then I went and I saw a video of you. You were in Edinburgh, you were in front of the stage, and you had a full pint. I've never wanted a beer more, but I've never seen someone where I couldn't find the trick of the trade. You casually did an hour. It seemed off the top of your head, and it was fucking brilliant. Oh, and I was you. like, and I remember- was that, wa- that was the one where I did the commentary on the punch to the head, was it? Or? I, 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 I can't uh, remember maybe, exactly, yeah. but I remember watching it going, oh my God, this guy's fucking legit. This guy's legit, and- and I was like, I was like, I literally was like, I'm going to, I'm going to know who this guy is. And then you came over, did Opie and Anthony. It felt like, and I know this probably wasn't real, but it felt like the next week. I know it wasn't, but, and then when you were on Opie and Anthony, I was like blown away. I was like, God damn it, man. This guy's amazing on radio. He's doing all the shit I like about radio. And he's, and I, and I was like, and I know for a fact he is a fucking top comic ah thank you i'm I'm sure there's people right now writing underneath this saying what an asshole i am but (laughs) (laughs) we're doing a show together we're doing a show together we're doing a show together people don't know this no one can we can we announce it no we can't announce it we can't announce it not yet not yet they gotta just wait for it it's gonna be fucking amazing we're we're doing a double headline a big show in a city maybe near you depending where you live yeah we're only doing one it's gonna be so fuck (laughs) by the way i have that whole weekend planned out i'm not i i'm I'm like i'm like ready for that fucking weekend i've stopped drinking at work in any way i don't drink at gigs and i don't drink after after or before the tv show and i don't drink so but that weekend maybe Maybe, I, might, I, might. The, 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 I know what's up the day afterwards. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's an That's, event the day afterwards, and I can't hang out with Bert Crusher and not drink on that. I'm thinking day. about taking mushrooms. Ah, oh, that's 100. percent I'm 100 taking mushrooms. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I can't wait. My wife's coming. I mean, I'm like, I'm like so fucking it, excited. It's like the town to get mushrooms as well. A hundred percent. If yeah, yeah. anyone can figure out where this is at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so like I, I was. We'll be high in two ways. I'm giving too many hints away. Way too many. Way too many. <laughs> The um, but I but I remember watching you in the same way I watched Bill going like, oh, this is gonna blow up, and you really just took off so. I felt so quickly in the U.S., but I'm always I was always curious because we were supposed to do a gig in, in South Africa together, yeah, and I was always curious like, what were you like as an open micer? Um, I yeah, look, I was pretty. I I had a couple of religious jokes, a couple of hack sort of lines, you know, a couple of. Fucking, you know, have you ever noticed? He talk- like yeah. my first shows, I, d- I had the microphone in the stand. Yeah. And I just I thought the words would do all the heavy lifting. I had a spell of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, I'll just, you ever see those guys that I'm just going to sit on a stool and tell, you know, like, and there's, there's comics who have done it well. You know, Mark Maron does it a lot. Yeah, Mark Maron does it. Yeah. And, um, but you, you see the open micers who are going, I'm going to be a stool guy. Oh. You got that much to say, have you, mate? <laughs> you're not ready to go are you you're just a stool guy <coughs> i've had a lot of those i tried it all I oh tried it i all. tried a suit oh, oh i tried uh i tried a whole and then everyone thinks like the leather jacket thing is a thing that i sort of engineered wearing these leathery shirt type of things the reason for that was simple was when i was living in britain i had no money i was you know just making my rent with gigs every every week 
and I wanted an outfit that looked cool. And rather than buying a lot of clothes, I just bought one jacket I could wear every fucking day. Yeah. And this jacket, I still have it. It doesn't fit me. I keep it for sentimental reasons. And one day when I'm dying of some wasting disease, I'll wear it again. <laughs> you know I mean? On my deathbed. Yeah. Grab my jacket. <laughs> yeah, grab my jacket. It's, oh. it's, uh, but uh, it's, got, it's got holes. I, I wore through the armpits. The armpits are holes in them. Really? Sweat wore through leather. And it used to have a, it didn't smell individually, but once you wear it and it, the, the chemistry of my skin and the jacket came yeah. together, it fucking stinks. Oh. And I've, st I've still got it. It was from All Saints and it cost me 129 pounds and it was the fucking shit it was. Was that the one you wore on your? It was called a rock shirt. Oh my God. I, when we, when we backed, me and my buddy Weecho backpacked through Europe, we backpacked with this guy from Australia. I wish I knew where he was now his name was andy mm. and he bought a leather shirt yeah and, and and we were like that's such an interesting purchase in florida you would never have a reason for yeah. anything leather ever in in britain all day you can wear these fucking Fuck. things were you kind of like were you you know the kind the, the uh like there are guys that worked the scene knew a lot of people knew all the bookers knew all the agents uh, or were you like a, a back no i i i you know i, I believe that like everyone has that graduating class of friends you all have like it, it was hard for me when i first came to america to make friends because they sort of put me straight into a headline spot and so i didn't the only people i had was a couple of open micers or some openers in yeah. each town that i went to so incidentally i have a lot of friends across america now who are guys who open up for me or girls who open up for me um over the course of that time but like most of my friends were all the guys that i started out doing open mics with you know what i mean you have that yeah. little group and then some of you rise up and some of you don't and some of you fucking die of drugs and all that type of stuff yeah. but i have more in common with that group of guys in britain than i do with most american comics who, who are those who's that group steve hughes in that uh, group? steve hughes is in yeah. that group steve hughes one of my favorites steve hughes glenn wool fucking I know glenn J Wall. jason john whitehead uh uh adam um andrew maxwell's one of my best mates you know there was uh, ed Byrne. there was a whole there was a whole ed Byrne, irish guy yeah yeah did there, coke with ed Byrne. I, well I, I can't he's a good family man he's, he's got some kids and i don't know if he's ever done that oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was wait you that was your whole that was that's interesting because you you do identify so much with your starting class yeah that, that when you are a transplant you come over here like you literally it's almost like it's almost like uh like being a track star who gets put in as a wide receiver on a football team you're yeah. like fast as shit. You can play with everyone else, but you never really played the sport the way they're playing it. And you're like, I, this, I do something totally different than you guys do, and I'm and I'm, yeah, yeah, but I'm doing it at at a faster pace than people that would be in my class. But now, now I have like the guys. It becomes a weird thing when you become like a theater act where you take your mates along with you, but then there is that small shift where you're employing friends. I feel a little bit like Elvis some of the time. Like, yeah. you know, like, like Elvis must have had that moment with the Memphis Mafia. He was like, hey, man, I, I don't need you to, you know, you just free up your time and you hang out with me and yeah. don't worry about it. And then it's like, hey, Elvis, why don't you shut the fuck up? All right, well, yeah, he's not around the next day. It's, it, gets so, it gets so tricky, though, uh, employing friends. It mm. really does. And, and I Sometimes know you have to fire him. And I always say, like, especially with, like, the TV show, you bring in writers and stuff like that. It's not always up to me. Sometimes up to the network or the, the showrunner or whatever. I have a vote, you know what I mean? But yeah. like keeping your show in the air is tricky business, man. It's fucking exhausting. It's hard business. It's, it's a, there's a lot of like, uh, 
okay, they want you to do this, they want you to do that. And then you, they go, maybe you should freshen up the writer's room or what have you. And then, and I've found this on a couple of TV shows now. And then, you know, when you freshen up, right, sometimes you have to get rid of someone you like yeah. and they don't take it well. And, you, and you're like, it's not personal. I really don't, this is not my, this is coming from above me. Yeah. But it's, it is what it is. But, you know, as for, as for in America, you know, I, I you know, Forrest Shaw, yeah. right? Me and Forrest hang out it's a one lot. Of my favorite human beings a lot. <laughs> yeah. Forrest is the best. He's the best. The best. The best. He's, he's got um, the blackest name for the whitest guy in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Forrest Shaw. He, and he's, and he's, uh, he got a, he's got a real, <laughs> crap. <laughs> he's always like, there's always like, like when he dates girls, he goes, oh, I like her. It's a cool girl. She massages my feet. They're always yeah. massaging his feet. There's something about, I'm always shocked he gets pussy. Like I'm he always shocked. He smashes. He gets so much pussy. He smashes with the he women. He was dating one, literally one of the hottest girls I'd ever seen do stand up, Lisa Correa. Lisa Correa. Gorgeous and the nicest person in the world. Like, Lisa, so out of his league. Lisa's way out of most of our leagues. Most of our leagues. And 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 Lisa's out of his. And she's super sweet. Lisa's mother. And I, I'm not saying anything. I'm her mother's favorite comedian by a mile. And <laughs> since Forrest has broken up, and her mother's just this little tiny lady who's an accountant. I think she's a Christian. And everything, but for yeah. some reason, she's taken to me. And Lisa still comes to the gigs. Like they're broken up, but still yeah. comes to the gigs where Forrest is. To uh, come yeah. and fucking, because the mum wants to come and visit me. Yeah. I, I hang out with her. They're nice ladies. But Lisa, when she broke up with Forrest, she said, oh, the, the distance is too far apart. Yeah. Then she started dating a fucking astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest no does point. a bit on it, so I don't want to, like, yeah, obviously yeah, that's yeah. a little bit of the gag. But, but he, does, he started dating an astronaut. Oh. Yeah. Forrest is a, of a great group of comics all out of Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Al uh, Jackson, oh. you know. Have you ever partied with Al Jackson? I have. Me, oh me, me, Al, my God. Al, Al's in, Al, I got Al a partner legit that, uh, yeah, Al's a, Al's a, like when me, Forrest and Al really hit it hard with the drinking and all three of us are slowing down now. We all yeah. call each other and sort of go, how are you doing? You're yeah, all yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you, and then we all bullshit each other. Oh, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling refreshed. <laughs> Being sober is the new high. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through that this month. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, Al Jackson. So Forrest, and I'm sure he's not talking. He, he's his mother passed mm -hmm. a couple, a few weeks ago. She had a. We did a benefit for the disease. Yeah, she yes, had, right? yeah, cancer of the the blood or something. His mother was very nice. Like my mother passed eight months ago. No, eight, no, eight, uh, two months ago. Sorry, holy two. shit, man. Yeah, my mother passed two months ago, and then his mother passed a, a couple of weeks ago. And so me and him have been going through. We're having a lot of. A lot of mum chats at the yeah. moment. We're just like, yeah, how are you going? Every day we call each other. It's very sweet. You know what I mean? Yeah. My, my mother passing was, uh, uh, I think it's hard on anybody. It, it, it was, you know, me and my mother had a, a very up and down relationship. I, 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 there was, she was very tough on me as a kid. And, and uh, but then we were all cool by the time, you know, by the time she passed, but, I remember the so I, I got the way my mother passed was fucking crazy. It was insane. Uh, she she fought and fought and fought with me, and I haven't talked. This is the first time I talked about this anyway. Right? I don't know if you haven't asked. No, no I'm dying to know. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But she 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 had to go into a nursing home. She was falling. My parents are fairly right wing. They'd be Republicans. Really? My parents are yeah. 
but they, they're Australian right wing. They don't understand what it means to be right wing in America. Like my parents would go, oh, no, you sh women should be able to choose abortions if they so wish. My, par my parents believe in healthcare because yeah. they've grown up in a healthcare system. They believe in giving to the poor and, and housing for the homeless and all that type of stuff. They believe in all that type of stuff. But my dad likes the economics of someone like Trump and, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But my parents, don't. I don't think they ever got that if they lived in America, my dad would be in debt a million dollars in hospital bills because my mum used to pop off to the hospital just when she wasn't feeling well. And they'd let her stay there for a month on the Australian dime. Really? My mother, in the last year of her life, had eight ambulance rides. Eight, right? Really? Because she'd fall and she couldn't get up. She was too fat, too old. She had polio as a kid. Her bones were And she just didn't move. All she did was lay in a chair and watch TV. And her muscles would waste away and she couldn't support. And she'd fall over. And then the ambulance would come over and they'd set her back up and then they'd go, all right, we'll do this again, you know. And yeah. then sometimes they'd take her into rehab for like three weeks and they'd work on her legs and then they'd – like this car that was beaten up and they'd just tinker and tinker and tinker. It got to the stage where my where my father was uh, – my mother would fall over in the hallway. She wouldn't want to get the ambulance. I don't want to get the ambulance because they'll take me away to the hospital. And she goes, my dad couldn't lift her up and it's the middle of the night. He'd hear a bang in the hallway, Right. And so what he'd do is in the morning, he'd get all the old fellas around the street, all these blokes that I knew, all the dads when I was growing up, they're all like 80 now. Yeah. They'd all come over, about four or five of them, and then fucking prop her back up. All right, Carolyn, we'll see you next week. Right? Shut up. <laughs> they lived her up. So what happened was me, me, me father started when my mother was in the hallway, he, he's like, all right, we'll have to get you in the morning. He'd just throw her a pillow and a blanket and she'd sleep in the hallway. <laughs> Oh because there's nothing, yeah, there's nothing you could do. She, there's nothing you can do. He can't lift her up. Yeah. Nothing, he's an old man. He can't fucking lift her. So he throw a pillow and a blanket. My brother, who's a cop, he goes, don't fucking give her a pillow and a blanket. He goes, because if she dies, you're going to prison because yeah. you didn't do anything and you gave her a pillow and a blanket. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> fucking poor dad's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? What the fuck am I to do? Hold <laughs> vigil next to her? So I started going, I started going, oh, mum. You, you have to go into a nursing home. This isn't a matter of me being a mean kid putting my mother in a nursing yeah. home. This is she just had to go. She needed full time medical help, even if my dad was fit. She had to go. You know, and I I was going to pay for the whole thing, and I said I'll pay for the whole lot. Don't worry about it, and all this type of stuff. And and there was a little bit of debate. She wanted one that had a lovely view and a park and a pool and a this and a that. And I'm like, going, you don't move now. Yeah. What are you? I don't want to. I'm not paying for the one with the extra pool. <laughs> I'll buy you the one. I'll buy you the one with the best food and the best nurses and the best cleanliness and the largest room. Like yeah. these are good options. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need the fucking walking path. You don't walk anywhere. And I go, you need to be close to dad because dad's going to visit you every day. So you need and so we fought for six months. We just we're like, oh, come on, you're going to go to a nursing home. You're going to go. And then she, my brothers and all that. My brothers still live in Australia, so they actually had to do the legwork. I was just doing the monetary side of it. You know. Yeah. Anyway, so we fought and fought and she goes, and like a lot of these nursing homes, they were like, they were like, for the first month, you have to share a room until a, 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 a single room comes up, right? Yeah. And she was like, if I have to share a room with a person, I'll kill myself. And I'm like, why do you assume that you won't get along with this person? So this is about like, why is your assumption yeah. that that will be hell? Maybe you'll make a friend. Yeah. For the first time. Yeah. A friend. Give it a go. Yeah. You're 77. Give friendship a go. Yeah. She said, no, no, she won't, she won't share a room. So I was like, all right. So, so, so I go, 
okay, with some of these different places, she goes, I won't like that place. I won't like that place. Okay, with mum, with a lot of them, you can stay for a month. And then, you know, if you like it, you can stay. And if you don't like that one, we'll move you to another one for a month until you find one that's a good fit for you. Yeah. Right? Come here. And I go, and she goes, okay, I'll do that. I go, now you understand that you're not just trialing the place, they're also trialing you. Yeah. So you got to keep your crazy down for a month. <laughs> you have to be nice to the nurses and not say mean shit to people. Yeah. All right. So, so it got to the stage where I won't go to a nursing home, I won't go to a nursing home, I won't go to a nursing home. And then at the end, it was okay, I'll go to a nursing home. The day, the day she said she would go to a nursing home, they, the only way to get her over there and to get her moving stuff was to get an ambulance. Uh -huh. So they rock up with an ambulance and they go, they go, okay, fucking, uh, all right, Carolyn, we'll get you right. And then getting, she goes, I need to go to the bathroom first. She goes to the bathroom. She sits there. She does whatever, piss or shit or whatever she did. And then she goes to stand up on a walking frame and her fucking shin snaps out of the fucking bone. Bang. Like that, right? But the fucking, anyone else would bleed out pretty quick in that situation of her age, right? Yeah. There's two ambos in the room. When, what's the chances of that? Yeah. Crack, breaking your leg. Unless you're in a big sporting event and there's an ambulance standing by. Yeah. Breaking your leg just in front of ambulance people. Oh, my God. So they rush over, give her a fucking shot of adrenaline or a shot of uh, morphine, right? Yeah. And she's passed out. Yeah. Right? Just fucking on heroin, basically. That's what something funny I found out about dying is for the most part, unless you die in an accident, we all die heroin addicts. The, the, that is the thing they to, let's make them comfortable yeah yeah everyone dies a smack addict in the end yeah and so when you look at heroin addicts just go they're doing it a bit quicker but it's the same men that we're all gonna have hospices yeah yeah the, the hospice is fucking smack we're yeah. all on fentanyl and heroin and just like don't worry and, she's comfortable we've got her loaded yeah, yeah we got her my grandmother yeah yeah we got her comfortable we got her comfortable we got her comfortable so anyway, so the ambulance came in the two ambos couldn't lift her up because now she's a dead weight she's just a dead body she's, just yeah, laying she there. can't they cut the two ambos they call in another ambo Four ambos can't get her up because normally she sort of rocks and leans into it, but she's yeah. just a, they can't lift her, right? Shut up. Right? So then there's two ambos. Then they fucking, they, they have to bring in the fire department. The fire department has six firemen on a truck. So now we've got six firemen, four ambulance people. There's blood all over the carpet. There's my dad going, bloody hell, this is going to be fucking hard to clean up. This oh. is everywhere. And the, 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 so they could make way. My mother it was a, had a lot of clutter around, not a hoard or such, but they had a lot of stuff. They just start ripping stuff out of the hallway, throwing it in the yard. And your dad's like, oh, fuck this. Oh, my God. And your dad's realizing, I'm going to be a bachelor in a couple minutes. I'm going to be by, by myself in this <laughs> no, house, cleaning all this up. Yeah, cleaning all this up. Yeah, yeah. So, so what happened was that was, that was about four months ago. That happened. She, she died about two months ago. That was about, no, maybe five months ago that happened, right? Yeah. And so they take her off in the ambulance. I get a phone call. Ah, oh, she she has to go into surgery. She may not live through the anesthesia. Just be prepared for that. And they reconstructed her leg and put pins in it. All that type of stuff. Oh God. And then and then they went, She lived through the surgery. And I was like, All right, that's cool. Good. Good work. Yeah. Well done, Mum. Right. And then another month month passes and they uh she's uh she she there's an infection on the leg. Right? Oh fuck. And so then they start giving her antibiotics. She lived through the infection in the leg. Jesus. It was going to take her six months to walk again. But yeah. they're like, I'm like, all right. They're still not been in the nursing home. Still not spent a, a minute, not a minute in the fucking nursing home. <laughs> right? And then and then another time passes and uh, and then they go, oh, she's got, she's worried she's got fluid on her lungs. So they move on this bed that rocks like this to keep them because it's laying still, gets yeah, the fluid. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, she's yeah, rocking yeah. like this. Ralphie had that. Yeah. And so they, 
They're trying to get the fluid off the lungs. Plus, she's got the and so they've just got intravenous antibiotics just going in and in and in. She's on morphine the whole time. She's having a whale of a time, man. She's on fucking morphine. It's great. Yeah. And then, and then months and months pass, months pass, and then it's like everything's healed up, everything's healed up, everything's healed up. And I'm like, fucking, how did you make it through that? That's unbelievable. Getting the nursing home all set up, and then like two days before she's meant to be released to go off to the nursing home, they go. They go, all the medication has killed the kidneys. The kidneys are shut down and too old to go on dialysis or fucking yeah. get a transplant or something like that. And then they, they rang me and they went, two days, right? And I thought she was fine. They went, two days. And I was like, all right. So I got that phone call at nine o'clock. I was on a flight at 11.30 straight out of, really? like straight to Australia. And I was, I was there. I was there within 16 hours of getting the phone call. I was by the side. And then we just sat and held hands and- cried and you know you then you you just wait till it all ends and you sit there for a final breath and then it's, it's very weird like at the end there's a very odd sensation of a pass and everyone cries i saw my father cry and we all hugged and she she had her last breath she went, <gasps> and then she stopped breathing and we all burst into tears and then i'm not kidding like 20 seconds later she went <gasps> And we all went, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, we, like we weren't even there anymore. <laughs> we were all standing off to the side. We went, oh. And then everyone stops crying. And then she goes, boom, she stops. And we go, better get a doctor in to check that that was the last one. Yeah. We don't, we don't want to start crying, you know. Yeah. And then and then you just sort of stand around and uh, you go, I guess you go, there's a weird moment when you all just leave the room. You just go, I, there's nothing to be done here anymore. It's just a body. But you feel guilty as you're leaving. Like yeah. I should still stay with her, but it's just a body. So you just you just leave and you go down to the pub and you all chat. And then we went out for a favorite meal and fucking ate that, you know, oh which was God. which was pork and plum sauce at this Chinese restaurant that she was fucking obsessed with. So we all yeah. had a, we all had a plate of that. How long did you stay in Australia? Oh, I was almost cried then. Um, I, I stayed for another. Uh, two weeks until the funeral, and then I came back. It was, but it, the weird thing was, I've I haven't had two and a half weeks off with no gigs, no interviews, no nothing, no podcast, no nothing. And the show had finished recording, and I I actually turned, I, when I got the phone call about my mother, I actually had taken a bunch of edibles, and I said to my girlfriend, I said, I'm turning my phone off, and I went to turn my phone off, and that's when the text, I would I would have missed it otherwise. But I was tripping balls on that flight going over. <laughs> I bet you were. <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah. The edibles just kicked in, like they kicked in. So I just taken them, so they kicked in like an hour time, an hour's time. Yeah. And I was, uh, I, I going through airport security, and everything. I was high as a kite. Holy and my shit. my girlfriend, bless her, she came with me. She she just jumped on the plane as well. Did um when you went to dinner? Was you, you have two brothers, right? Oh, two brothers, yeah. Cop and then a real cop estate and guy. like a real estate guy. Yeah, good memory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I. I I have weird, like, I, I remember things and then I picture scenarios, you know? Like, uh, and so, like, I, I just have, I have a visual of your brothers, I don't know why, but overlooking, um, like, uh, in, in, like, a high-rise with a glass, um, with a glass, uh, like, fence, you know, on the balcony, yeah, 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 yeah. overlooking uh, the Melbourne Bay or something. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> well, it's funny because in the... In the TV show we've been doing, whenever we go to a different town, if we can't find a field piece that's funny to do about that city, because all the field pieces align with whatever gigs I'm doing and where I'm doing them. Oh, sorry. Okay. How rude of me. No, don't worry about it. Scam likely. 
Dude, I've got a lot of those. Um, so I uh, uh, do the film, and sometimes when you can't find something, you just do a ride along with the cops, and they always come out really funny, and it's yeah. just showing the different policing in the different countries. We'd, we've got one coming out in a few episodes, which is a ride along in Sydney with my brother. Really? Yeah, and nothing happened on the trip. No crime happened. And there's, we went into the heaviest, they drove us into the heaviest crimed area in the hope, you know, and no, just nothing happened that yeah. night. So it just became me and my brother niggling me, each other and him just getting upset with me and telling me off. And, and it you're, just, the, you're the youngest, right? I'm the youngest, yeah. yeah. He's seven years older than me. So it became- And he's the oldest? He's the oldest, yeah. Seven years older than you. Holy shit. Well, that's the thing. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, I'd like to have another kid, but it's like, obviously I'd be having a kid with two different women or, you know, but it's, it's- uh I go, I'd like my child to have a sibling, but if I don't do it soon, it won't even fucking matter. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I don't know. I think it will. My youngest sister's 10 years younger than me. Yeah. And we're really fucking close. Right. And so and and I we I actually would argue that I kind of helped raise her. Like when I went to college, she'd come up to, and stay for a month with me. Right. My parents were going through a divorce at the time. And so and they got back together, but and so, like, we're really, really, really close, oddly enough. That's weird, getting divorced and getting back together. Yeah. Why? Well, it didn't stick? I don't know. They just loved each other? Your parents, your parents, I, would, I wouldn't say that. Do your parents love each other? I don't know. your parents still have sex? Uh, apparently, yeah. My mom, apparently there was a story that they were doing. That's my how mom my mother broke her. a leg. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a bit. That's the bit I kept out of the story. I just softened it a bit yeah. with the toilet room thing. Oh no, my mom, my my parents are seventy, right? And so uh, about seventy, seventy one. I think my mom just turned seventy one, and um, yeah, I think they still have sex. I can't imagine so it. So this is, I feel like in America, and you're from the mid something. No, I'm from the south. I'm from Florida. I, Florida. You're from Florida, right? Yeah. Okay, of course. Okay, so so I feel like in America, everybody who I meet is like, oh, my mom's like is my age. They're like, oh, my mom's sixty three. Yeah. And it's like my mother had me at 35. And so I had a what, what by my age group was quite an old mother. But this next generation. Oh, yeah. Holy fuck. They're going to have old fucking the, parents. The parents of my kids' school are fucking old. Yeah. I'm like the young guy with a kid. Like in Hollywood. Yeah. There's going to be, there's going to be 20 year olds going, oh, I've got to go to me dad's 80th. A hundred percent. Bill Burr just had a kid. He's like 50. Yeah. Yeah. Rogan, Rogan's kids. Rogan's got two kids. He's older. Segura. Yeah, but he's, he's going backwards in age. Yeah. <laughs> he's aging he's, the He's got some way. protein drink that he's drinking that's making him Segura younger. Segura just had his second kid. And I'm, and you know, what's funny is we had a conversation I, and this was like, we were talking about making money on the road. And I said, I was like, yeah, I go, Georgia and Isla are like 15, 13. I go, give me like five more years of touring the way I'm touring right now. And I'm good. I can, I'll be good. Yeah. I can really literally, I'll tour hard and then get them in college and then I'll be, I'll be fine. And Segura had this fucking wash of reality hit his face. He's like, I got to do this for 18 more years. And I was like, what? He goes, I got to tour like this for, oh my God. Oh my God. Like he was like, you could see the panic overwhelm him. Like, fuck. Well, not really. You can, if you invest your money, right, you can make it do other things, buy property. And yeah, but he doesn't have a brother that's my, a real my, estate my, investor. My, my, no, I just buy property and want to be a fucking landlord, me. Yeah. Let's fucking be a landlord. I heard you, I heard someone say the other day, I, maybe you, I saw it in your special, um, you just bought the house next door. I live, the house is just a few doors down. I yeah. say next door for yeah. comedy purposes, but a few doors down, yeah. Do you have a problem spending money? Um, 
No, I don't believe I have a problem. I don't. I, no, I, meaning, meaning I have a problem buying things. I, I start to feel guilty. I feel guilty buying myself nice things. Like yeah. I, I, I got a few nice watches or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, I, I, um, you know, I, I've got a, I got two cars. I don't need two cars. I got yeah. one that's a funner car and then one that's a more sensible car. Yeah, well, that makes sense. You know what I mean? But I, I, I don't. Uh, I, I bought, try to buy investment properties if I if really? I do something. Yeah, it's sort of my jam. I, I just and they they say that the market's going to crash or whatever. But I don't know what else to fucking do. But I yeah. don't. I tell you what. I don't like having a business manager and someone taking care of all my money. I feel like that's, that's interesting. That's you were talking to Tom Skur right there. Yeah, he, yeah. he does not. I need a business manager because I do not. I'm not good with money. I don't understand money. I don't get. I can't wrap my head around it really. Yeah. And I I couldn't tell you what I could afford or what I couldn't afford. Right. Well, I don't, I just don't, I've heard too many stories of Bernie Madoff fucking guys, man. Yeah. It's like, so, and they go, yeah, but you don't have to worry, worry about what they go. Like, you shouldn't have to worry about paying your bills. It's like, what do you, I don't have extra bills. Yeah. Because I'm successful. I, I'm, I'm, I've got the same bills I had when I was poor and no one fucking helped me then. Yeah, you got a phone. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the figure the figure's a little higher because the electricity's gone up or whatever, yeah. but it's I can write an extra zero. I'm not a fucking moron. Yeah. It's, like, it's like it's funny, like my accountant, as I get more money, sl- seems to charge me slightly more and I'm like, but isn't the calculating the same? Like, yeah. like is, really different. is that hurting a lot more because you're doing that? That was, that was Segura's issue. He was like, he was doing the math, and he, I think him and I mean, I, I'm speaking out of school about Hannibal, but like, I think both of them were like, you know, we're, as the more money I make, the more money they're getting for doing the exact same job. I should just cap them at what, at, at, at one price point. And then both of them just were like, I'll just get a CPA and pay them. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I'm bad. Like, we're looking at, we've been looking at to buy a new house for where you want to move to. Um, anywhere around here. Yes. Yeah, south of the boulevard. Yeah. Um any all the way up to all the way literally up to like Van Nuys. Right. Anywhere that it's good property, but we can't um I can't justify I have a hard time justifying price points. Like I go I start going I start saying like I go back to this poor comic. <laughs> I, I go, Forrest oh. always gets into me because he says that I've lost touch with simple things, right? Yeah. So uh, how much is a gallon of milk? You're asking me? Yeah. $150? Yeah, I, don't, I don't have any idea. I don't have any idea. Someone, my girlfriend goes, because how much did you pay for those carrots? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't even, I just picked them up. I don't I know. I haven't, I mean, this is going to sound very, I understand people are going to, might be offended at this. I haven't really looked at a price tag. Clothing, clothing you do. Nope. You don't? No, but I don't, I don't, I remember I don't wear a shirt on stage, so I don't wear, like, yeah, yeah, so I don't look at base. shirts. Like I, I buy, t- I buy t-shirts. Oh no, right? I, I still I, feel I, good. I, I buy if I buy like a leather jacket, and it's like three grand or something. Oh, I, buy I don't one have a leather jacket. Uh, I've got so many leather jackets for the stage thing. I got a whole wardrobe of these fucking oh, things. Oh yeah. And so like sometimes I buy one, I go that one there's for two hundred bucks is as good as that one there for. I, oh. I, I, I still have that little mental, mental leap. Jeans. I, I go, I go to Lucky. I buy. I know the exact kind of size thirty six, thirty two. Yeah. They're stretchy, so I can wear them on a plane. Um, so I go to Nike. I have a, buy a couple pairs of sweatpants. I know they're not going to be outrageous, but I don't look at the price and go, "I'll get the cheaper ones." I want the ones that I no, like. No, no, no. You want the feel best good, one. but you, you're not buying high end fashion. No, I don't buy high end fashion at all. I don't really buy watches or anything. But when it comes to like a house, I start saying, I get back to this mentality of going, "This could all go away. 
we got this house our nut in this house is nothing i go we're happy got the man cave we we redesigned it like we want it what do i want more for and then but then i go well i i i went up to a slightly bigger house after the breakup and all that type of stuff but i i don't I lived in the hills and now I live in the flats and I'm sort of happier in the flats, I think. Really? Yeah, I can walk. Yeah. I can walk places in the hills. I didn't, you know, like I had to Uber everywhere or drive or whatever. It was just a bit more of a pain in the ass. I like walking. Yeah. I Uber a lot. I Uber a lot, yeah. That's why I don't know why I bought another car because I fucking just Uber everywhere. We almost didn't buy a second car and just had me Uber everywhere because I, I literally, I don't think I enjoy driving. Well, that's a, that's the thing is like you want to go down to the comedy store. Yeah, parking in that parking store lot is a fucking nightmare. And then you got to get it back. And then by the time you pay for fuel and all that type of stuff, and as you're like, how much did I save? I don't know what I saved. Yeah, I've never. And I've, also with kids, it used to be like when we were young, I want to get my license. I want to get my freedom. Now as a parent, I hope my kid never gets his fucking license. He just gets Uber. He's on my account, and I see everywhere the cunt goes. Yeah. I don't want my daughter driving at all. Yeah, yeah. You just you just go, okay. And then you go, hey, free trips all around. Yeah. Just throw money at the problem. Just go, you yeah. can go wherever you want. But if I can go, you went there, you went there, you went there. Because he won't be able to afford it. He'll be a fucking teenager. Yeah. And yeah. so so like my parents were like, ring me, ring me when you get to your destination. Because they were worried when we were like 16 and driving, we we're going to have a car crash and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And we were lying about our destinations. We were oh, going one place where we were actually going to another place where there was fucking some girls or alcohol or whatever the fuck there was. Yeah. And and I, my parents had like a thing for the first month of driving, we weren't allowed to leave our suburb. We we're only allowed to go to different places. So up to me, until we got sort of handy at, yeah. handy at driving. You know what I mean? Yeah. And my brother lasted... Oh, a day and he fucking totaled a car in this place this 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 uh place where fucking you know like like when you're driving along while holland and there's one edge is a cliff yeah and one edge is a rock wall <laughs> he did one of those things like he was skidding off and he went oh i could fall into the valley and die or smash into the rock wall so yeah. so he chose the rock wall smartly you know <laughs> but also you're in death traps that's the funny thing is that that you you'd start driving and then they would put you in that you'd buy your parents, my parents. You, you, I had to save up money working at McDonald's or what have you, and I bought a car for four hundred Australian dollars, and it was my pride and joy. And it was yeah. four hundred bucks, and I, I still have an element of pride that I had bought my own first car. So, but the truth be told, it had fucking holes in the floor. Yeah. It was a fucking death trap. Oh, and so so you're an inexperienced driver who might act like a dickhead in a in a death trap. Yeah. Right now I'm in a car with fucking I'm a safe driver and I've got fucking fifteen airbags around me. I told my daughter I said I started she's fifteen she's like I want to I want to get a car but I don't want to get a nice car I don't want people to think that like I have money and I was like hold on you're definitely getting a nice car I'm not putting you in a piece of shit for your ego like I'm yeah. go fuck yourself and then, by the way I'm gonna get the car that I want to drive also when we got three cars lined up and you're like I need to go and you take the last car in I'm gonna take I'm, I'm not getting you a it's cool that she doesn't want to be obsessed with having something flashy. She is so anti anything. Like if I get recognized, she is appalled. She is. <laughs> she mocks anyone who recognizes me internally. As soon as they walk away, she trashes them. So who the fuck? She, you know, I get. I I did I did a dance my, video my, yesterday. My son in, in Disneyland. A couple of people stopped and took photos. And then when he was very, he was about two or three, he was, and we were staying there in Disneyland in a line, and he went up to a family that 
I could just tell by their nationality didn't know who I was, like a Polish family. Yeah. Or something like this. And just went and just went, would you like a photo with him as well? <laughs> I think he must enjoy it. I'm like, no, oh. no, no, not everyone wants a photo. Just my the people who hate ask. It. My daughters hate it. Really? We at, oh, yeah, we were at uh, Comic-Con. And it was. I loved your Christmas card where the family all looked unhappy and you were just there without your shirt on. That was my, that was my biggest uh, my biggest post on Instagram ever. It's a good one. Yeah. The, when I, did the no shirt thing happen? Uh, probably I'm, I'm ballpark it about maybe nine or ten years ago. Did you ever get to this point where you you ever get to uh, like you're doing a show at night and you think I don't want to take my shirt off today? No. Or do you always want to take your shirt? I off? I always want to take it off. I don't like one of my biggest stresses when I did comedy with a shirt was what shirt I would wear on stage at night. It used to fucking, I'd put on four or five different shirts. I'd, I'd put on sweaters. I didn't know what to wear on stage. And then when I started taking my shirt off, I was like, Oh, I don't know. It was such a nice feeling How to just grab any shirt and walk out the door. And, and you start shirtless? No, I, I, put, I can't walk on stage with it. Yeah, no, I always, I always thought you had a shirt yeah. to begin with. It's fun to take it off and then hear them cheer. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's invigorating. Like you'd be shocked. Uh, do you think you'll be doing it in your eighties? Uh huh. You always have your oh, shirt yeah. off. Oh, yeah. I love it. I, <laughs> I am so uncomfortable with a shirt on. You can see it me. Like, you can see my body language change if I do stand up with a shirt on. You can see me just almost like shrivel. I'd like to wear nicer clothes on stage, but the problem is I'm a bad packer. <laughs> you know, so the, the leather works for me and the jeans work for me because yeah. I just shove things. I can't. I, I'm not tidy. I can't make something look nice in, yeah. a, in a bag. And so I've tried taking suits out and stuff like that or suit jackets and they always, I just, I look even worse because everything's wrinkled. Did you ever get a stylist? I've, I, the TV show has a stylist. Yeah. But I don't, I've never used one in my personal life. You were a suit on the TV show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, um, you know, the other day I went to, I went to a premiere of a movie and, and I, I got a stylist for that because my, my girl was getting dressed up and oh, so, nice. so we had the what same. Movie? Once upon a time in Hollywood, your friends with Brad Pitt. I forgot about that. It's become a weird thing with me. Where- I love Brad Pitt more than any. Like he is like he is the model man for me. My entire he, life, he he is a great guy. He's he's it, the the problem is he doesn't doesn't disappoint. He's just a really great guy. He's just really sweet and funny yeah. and he was great in fucking in that movie. He's great. In that, he's great in everything. But how he, did you he, meet Brad Pitt? Um. It's sort of, he's, we got the same management and then he, I heard around like my managers, they're like, Brad Pitt was in the office today and talking about you. And I'm like, you guys should hang out. So I'm like, yeah, we fuck. <laughs> fuck yes. But now I can't, it's funny because I didn't bring that up just then, but it's, it's weird now with every interview, everyone asks me about, about Brad and I, really? I'm like, people are fascinated by him. Well, he's fascinated. He was, he, like I've, he was, I've met other celebrities, but people are fascinated by him. He's one of the last movie stars. Like, I mean, what happened was, I mean, in my opinion, Hollywood let, would, would let you buy into somebody. Brad Pitt showed up with Legends of the Fall and, 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 um, and A River Runs Through It. He was subliminally branded to America as this is your leading man. Yeah. That you've got him. Yeah, and the next one they tried to do it with was Ben Affleck and uh, and and Matt Damon. That was the next, mm. but they they were so flawed, and they try and that that and almost it's like America lost the luster of it a little bit, but they never lost it with Brad Pitt. I tell you what, when he he's the weatherman on my show. When he did it, uh, this is what I 
Okay, so we can talk about men being pigs and that type of stuff, but the women all there was there was there was people that worked on my crew whose wives showed up. Yeah, whose wives showed up. Could you imagine if let's say Gal Gadot becomes my weather person? And then all the female writers' husbands show up and start going, that would be, yeah! that would be so fucking creepy. It would be so creepy. <laughs> oh, that would be so fucking creepy. Oh, I can't, I, I, you know, Sebastian just hosted the VMAs and they're like, oh, Bert, you would have been good at that. I was like, no, because I would have said such inappropriate things about Taylor Swift. Like I hosted I, one award show once and I'll never do it again. I would never, you'll never they, catch they, me. They, the best thing that, okay, hosting the Oscars, who has had a career boost from it? No one. The people who do it are already really fucking successful. Yeah. Kevin Hart wasn't going to sell more tickets because he no. did the Oscars. Chris Rock wasn't going to sell more tickets because he did the Oscars. It's It must be an ego thing for people where they just, it, like, we all like a challenge. Yeah. We all like a challenge where you go and then and to put a pin in something and to go, I did that. Yeah. But fuck me. It is, there is no upside. There is no uptick. I I got I I basically got asked to do the the chorus, but like I was asked if I was willing to do it. It wasn't an official offer. So yeah, I'm saying yeah, that, yeah, yeah. so if someone goes, we never offered it to him or whatever. Yeah, but I got asked if I would do it. Do the, what? The correspondence dinner. Oh really? Yeah. And and, oh, and you'd have been great at that. Well, this is the thing. I was actually you I was, would have been fucking. I was really actually, great at that. I, and I don't think I'm saying anything. I was actually with Michelle Wolf that night, hanging out, and it was the first time I met her. Um, when the phone call came in, because the phone call came in, I was in London. It came in late at night. It was the middle of the day here or what have you. Yeah. And I, I said, I went, ah, geez, this correspondence dinner. I don't know if, I don't know. I'll have a think about it. And then I said, no, like a week later. Yeah. And then like this, this she was the next person they called. That's you know I mean? crazy. So it was just a coincidence. She had a, she had a career bump from doing that. Yeah. I just. You know, I okay, maybe that's a different thing. Maybe that I just was chicken shit and didn't want to do that. But I don't. I just don't see me, especially being a storyteller as such. I don't. You know, I'm good. I, I can do crowd work, okay, and all that sort of stuff. So, but I did an award show once for NME Magazine, which is the oldest music magazine in the world. Is is where Elton John advertised for a lyricist in yeah. the back of it. And the the okay. Beatles used to be in there in the six. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's this old, and it still comes out, and it's sort of a big sort of magazine like that, like a newspaper almost. And uh, they had some awards and then they had the awards that air in Britain and they had some other awards that were going to be live streaming on MySpace when MySpace was the big thing. This yeah. is when this is before I'd moved to America. I was flown out to do this with my first American gig and it was yeah. at one of the, the El Rey Theatre or something like that, one of those theatres, and it was like the fucking killers were sitting in the front row and fucking uh, um, every rock star you could fucking think of. I can guess of. how this went. T terrible. <sighs> terrible and no one knew who i was and they they gave me like one rider or something like that and i just tried to do a piffy intro for each person that came in i had sienna miller um started throwing ice cubes at me and yelling really halfway through fucking um uh what's her name osborne kelly osborne spat beer at me took a super beer and went like that was on stage i was just like what the fuck am i doing this was just like, Dude, and, and Jane's Addiction got back together for the first time in over a decade. And they were the last thing they were going to perform. Jane's Addiction were going to perform. And I remember one time they go, I'm in the earpiece, and they're like, all right, everyone, it's a great night. Before we go, please welcome. They go, they go they're not ready yet. 
And I'm just like this, just going, what the f they're not they're not ready. They're behind a curtain. Yeah. And so I'm just standing there, they're not ready yet. And I go, fuck this, everyone, get up on your feet, move forward, move forward. <laughs> like I'm just buying time. I don't give a fuck if people have a mosh pit or something like that. Yeah. And 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 I go, and then I hear in my ear, I got everyone for it. It took a couple of minutes, and they go, 30 more seconds, and you can see me audibly go like this. Well, they better be ready. Jane's edition. <laughs> and I and I just fucking walk. I'm like, I'm out of there. Oh, that's great. I hosted uh the um what's the what's the thing that Polestar, you know, Polestar does yeah, all yeah, the, yeah. they asked me to host the Polestar events. And they're like, it'll be good. All the all the theater owners are there, they'll get to know you. I think I won a Polestar or I think it was a Polestar comic of the month or some bullshit. I don't know. Oh, it's uh I it's pretty fucking fascinating. Uh this is of, a very industry thing. It's very, very industry. industry. Like people don't even know this magazine exists, but and the industry, it's like their Bible is poster. It tells you exact ticket sales, how much money people are earning. You can tell exactly how much money people are earning. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I remember like I got highlighted, and then one time they went, "You're the fourth biggest selling comedian in America this month." And yeah. it's like it all depends on whether Kevin Hart's touring or Amy Schumer's touring, or yeah. you know what I mean, or Bills on the Road. It can really tell you who charges not enough for their shows. Yeah, you can get a little bit of that and who overcharges as who well. Overcharges. Who overcharges. But yeah, back to the award thing. Because I just, who was the one? It was Michael Che and, and Colin, Colin Joust. Joust. Colin Joust. 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 He, and they got sort of bagged on. And it's like, they did what they do on their show. Yeah. This is what they do. You, I, they, they completely delivered on what they do. And it's like, and then people are like, All right. there's never anyone after you do an award show who write, fantastic loved it ricky gervais even when he went out and just roasted everybody they hated him they it was, hated him they and hated i thought him. it was great it was great the only people and this is what this is what i think we should do from here on tina fey and amy Palmer should host fucking everything everything they did such a good job they're so funny they're likable we it, it, it you know it, it's it's good for Everyone likes them. Yeah. They're funny. They're edgy. They're women. It's good. It's good. And I want to say they're women, so we won't have this whole. Is it another white guy hosting a bloody thing or whatever, <sighs> dude? You, you, as a white guy, I think it's your responsibility to say maybe you shouldn't look at me first. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should look at someone of color. Yeah. And then once once you say that, then you can host it. But you can't go, man. That's cool. I can't wait to do that. They're like, oh, another white guy taking a job, and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting because. I had a conversation with someone who I had a conversation. Your name came up talking about almost somewhat of <laughs> polarizing people to find your fans. Like yeah. in that, and that gun bit of yours is such a prolific bit. I think you have to be polarizing to, to break through the noise. I think, I think that, and I did, never did that through design I, I definitely did it in the few years when i started i'm going to be so offensive and i used to remember enjoying people walking out and i'm yeah. not that guy anymore but i used to remember going i'm going to walk some people yeah you're someone who's, yeah. who's consistently taking chances on yeah left and right you just yeah, yeah. like I, there was nothing off limits to you and, and so yeah i didn't and and so i find that that becomes like people when they start going you have to see this guy it's crazy or whatever like that but also, it can get a little bit lame if you j just going out there, just women are whores and fuck these people and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, and all that stuff. And you know you're joking, but some people don't know you're joking and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I, 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 I believe to have people love you, you have to have people fucking hate you. There's very few. And I can't pull it off. I can't make the world really like me. 
But I, there's very few people who can pull it off. And there's certain, there's certain, like Brad Pitt. Everyone likes Brad Pitt, God. right? And then, you know, like Paul Rudd or something like that, where people are just like, all right, I guess this is yeah. someone we watch, you know. Sure. You know, Ant-Man, okay. Yeah, and, and comedians, it's like, you don't meet anyone who hates Kimmel. You no. know what I mean? Yeah, he's everyone, just kind of like, eh. Everyone likes Kimmel. He's a nice everyone, guy. Everyone, everyone's, everyone, and, and that's probably the real juicy bit of entertainment to be that person. Yeah. But I don't have that. I don't think there's many people who hate you either. I think, no, I'm I think pretty likable. You're a pretty likable sort of fella. I, I, I sometimes think about that now as I write like my new hour. I'm like, I'm like, uh, I, I mean, I watched Chappelle's special and he just, I mean, he just leaned into it. I love that special. I loved it. And I, I loved and, it. And if you want to be a fucking dummy yeah. and go, there was something on Vice, give the Chappelle special a what miss. What happened to Vice? Go fuck yourself. What happened to Vice? Don't tell people what they can and can't see. Let them watch and decide for themselves. And if they hate it, they hate it. If they I like it, it, they twice. like it. I watched it in the pool and then I watched it last night. I had a bottle of wine and I watched it again. I want to see what it, what it felt like with a the buzz. There's times where I'm fucking laughing. I am laughing so fucking hysterically. I, I don't watch many specials. I don't like to be too influenced by other people and then things you, you sort of seep in. And, you know, so I try to avoid watching other people's specials. And, and not just jokes, just like fucking mannerisms and stuff. So I try not to watch. But I do watch every Chris Rock and every Dave Chappelle. I watch Chris Rock. I watch Chappelle. I watch Eddie Murphy when that comes I, out. I'll watch Eddie Murphy when it comes out. Yeah. I uh, I watch you. I watch Brogan. I watch Tommy. I watch uh, my friends. I watch I watch I watch Bill as well. I watch oh Bill special coming yeah. out. He's and I'll, I'll watch awesome. I'll watch anyone who's like a close friend of mine. I'll yeah. I'll check out this special, you know. I try to find out, I'll try to watch, like I watch whoever's coming out, like maybe not whoever, but I try to watch um to make sure I'm I'm writing originally. Yeah, yeah. Because like I, I have a I have a gun bit. Well, I don't watch it for that purpose, so I'm writing originally. Because otherwise, I, my brain just because I don't write things down. I'm too malleable. Yeah. Like I try to. Oh, I but my fear is like like a perfect example on my last special. I had a joke where it was a different joke than Segura's joke, but our punchlines were the same. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, I got to get rid of mine, and yeah. I got to change it because mine comes out later. And so I'm glad I did that because I would hate for people to put draw a comparison. Yeah. So I do I do that because I don't want to have. Yeah, but you can't watch everything. You can't watch, can't everything. watch everything. You got to watch the good people. Like I yeah, like yeah. when Chappelle's like. I bought a gun. I was like, okay, hold on. Fuck. Please say that we're different in this. And we were, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. Chappelle, when, uh, see, I, I have a, when I watch Chappelle, I have a little bit that was similar to his. He does an Asian trapped in a, in a black, black person. Yeah. He goes, hello. And it's yeah. very funny, right? Yeah. But I I was talking about the, the Zoll woman. And how is it different than being a transsexual? Like, we have to, if she says, She's a black person. She identifies as a black Dolezal, person. Dolezal, Rachel Dolezal, yeah. yeah. I feel like we have to accept that. She was just mocked from every, by everybody. Everyone. I think it's batshit crazy. Yeah. I also think it's crazy to not be, uh, to, to be a man and want to be a woman, but that's because of my sensibilities. I'm yeah. not saying it's wrong. Yeah. I just don't understand it because I have not experienced that in any way. I can't. Well, I can't. There's a lot of things I can't understand. I can't understand. I accept it. And I support them. Yeah. I support them because they're adamant about it. It's and interesting so, is that across the board, but do I, we accept- do, I, do I think it's sensible? No, I think it's fucking, what are you doing? <laughs> right? right? I, didn't, I, I, I didn't hear Bruce uh, Jenner transitioning and went, no, nah, that makes sense. I yeah. was like, 
Whoa. Yeah, yeah. But I, I completely support. I completely accept. I completely yeah. accept. And the same, the same with like even something as simple as being gay. I don't. It, I, you know, you got to have empathy for people who have weird, not weird, <laughs> who have saying. different different avenues than yeah. you. You know what I mean? So I, I, I find that if we if we're gonna go transsexuality, homosexuality, all these different sexual, they're all fine. But then there's a person who identifies as being a different race and we have to go, that's ludicrous. It seems ridiculous to me. It seems fucking ridiculous. But who are we to... Who I I slightly identify as British. I couldn't even get a fucking passport there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a British citizen in any way, but I I slightly identify. I'm Australian. Yeah, that's interesting. I have... You said when I was walking in that I walk like a British person. I saw you walking down the street with your phone looking at the addresses and you had... Your arms were carried like an, you look like an older British man. Yeah, and yeah. I went, oh God, I started laughing and she goes, what? And I go, just look at Jim. My wife looked over and you were on our neighbor's side. It was what made me laugh is that our neighbors only have about 20 feet of sidewalk, but you had found that sidewalk to walk on. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and she goes, oh, he's lost. You need to go get him. I oh, know. I figured out. I, it was the, what threw me was the odd and even numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the wrong side of the road. Oh. I was going sixes and a five. Mid-roll reads. Mid-roll reads. What are they? These are mid-roll reads. Hey, guys. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt in the middle. But I have some really big news. Shinesty has ball hammocks. Do you know what a ball hammock is? Because let me tell you something. My husband wears one every day. Uh, Ball hammocks are a spacious, supportive ball hammock. Gives boys space and security they need to move around or breathe, I guess. I don't know. I don't have them, so I don't know. It's like nothing you've ever experienced. The design is unique. They have hilarious patterns you have to see to believe. Want a shark or a bald eagle on your crotch? Check. Prefer tasteful solids instead? Check. Other one-of-a-kind patterns and prints? Check. Comfort. Constructed from the finest material on earth. Micromodal. It's three times softer than cotton and naturally moisture-wicking and breathable. For sure, the finest fabric to ever grace your grundle. Ball hammock makes your package look huge for real. It actually kind of does now that you mention it. I think it kind of does. So, uh, Shinesty has a ball hammock subscription. Here are the benefits. The subscription saves you 35% and you get free shipping on every pair. There's no commitments. You can pause, modify, or cancel your subscription anytime. You can customize your subscription, choose your assortment and frequency. They make sure you always have a fresh pair for your pair. They also have NFL team suits and overalls, Christmas suits, dresses, seamless thongs, four-way stretch Hawaiian shirts with a beer pouch, retro ski suits. That's just the tip of the iceberg. There are things for guys and for girls. Ball hammocks by Shinesty. Your pair deserves better. Shinesty is letting my, uh, not my, Burt's listeners get their first pair of subscription ball hammocks for only $5. Just head to Shinesty.com slash BurtCast to try your first pair today. That's S-H-I-N-E-S-T-Y dot com slash BurtCast to get your first pair of ball hammock boxers for only $5. Your balls will thank you. I have to tell you about one more thing. Comedy Central has a new podcast called Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian. Hosts Julian McCullough and Sean O'Connor are comedians and longtime best friends who also happen to be dads. In their podcast, they share crazy stories about parenting with other comedians, 
writers and actors who also happen to be dads, and even a few moms. On top of that, they also force guests to eat and review baby food, role-play bad parenting scenarios from the news, and figure out who among them is, quote, the rad dad and who's, quote, the bad dad. This is a damn funny show. These guys are hilarious comedians, first and foremost, and dad second. These guys are not experts, but they are funny, and their kids are still alive, so that's got to count for something. And if you're not a dad, you're still going to love it. But if you are a dad, know a dad, or looking for your dad, you'll love it even more. Subscribe to Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian for Comedy Central's idea of a parenting podcast. Now back to Jim Jeffries. It is crazy that that there is a disconnect when it comes to accepting a man transitioning as a woman, but oh, a white girl deciding that she's African-American, everyone everyone slammed her. Everyone you, slammed her. They slammed her on comedy shows. I, th- I, I think, but then when you, have you seen the documentary? Mm-mm. The documentary is very interesting because- About Rachel Dolenzoff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm watching this today. It's very interesting because she grew up surrounded by black siblings her parents were white yeah they adopted they're very religious they adopted a lot of black kids and so she has sisters and brothers who are black people and then when she emancipated herself from the parents who were abusive there was little kids she took it on herself to raise those children so she had a black sister she was raising black children and then her brain and she read up and she tried to raise them so they knew culturally what they were all about. Yeah. Right? So she did a lot of research. And then her brain shifted and she started. Now, where she falls down is, where she deserves every bit of abuse possible, is she started sen- working in a black fucking organization when you're not black is like a, one step too far. But bit. then started sending death threats with nooses and stuff. Okay. This is, and Chappelle touches on this with uh, Jesse Smollett, right? Yeah. If you're going, if you're, if you're, if you're going to set up a hate crime about yourself, we're not doing the nooses. We're not doing <laughs> <Yeah>. the nooses. <laughs> yeah. No one's mailing nooses. No. no one, and, and it's like, and and the black people, they know that as well. They're, yeah. they're, Chappelle talks about this, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there's no one there going. And then a white person sent me a noose. That's not. You, yeah. You're doing too much throw of the turn of the century shit there, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. It was still around his neck when the cops showed up. He yeah, hadn't yeah. taken it off. He had a subway sandwich in his hand and a noose around his neck. I don't even see people walking around in MAGA hats. I, I haven't seen a MAGA hat. I've, I've, I I've, said, I know they go to rallies. Oh, just, I take that back. My daughter has a MAGA hat. Ironically, when, uh, oh, to, to go yeah. with a beaten up car. We, we were in we were in Alabama, about to go float a river, and and I was like, Isla, you need a hat, and she saw it and grabbed it and put it on. She goes, I got my hat. I was, I was at a party at a guy's house who I knew was a sort of Republican sort of fella. Yeah, and in his office he had a pile of them and i went oh all right yeah oh, you're yeah. not just a republican you're all in boy do you know what, when you I got you- when you got the clothes oh, oh. can <laughs> i tell you what i thought happened with jeff c smollett and, and it's never come out but i and i don't think it ever will come out i think he got honey dicked by those two nigerians i think those two nigerians i think he wanted to fuck them yeah and i think they played him and said you know what you need to do do this and i think i think he's weak i think personally i think he's weak are oh, you think he got blackmailed blackmailed or convinced by these two guys that he wanted to fuck that he needed to do this and he did it for them i believe that and i think that's well, why what did, what did they get out of it i think they, they're they were gonna get some nice. money or something they're or? gonna probably get some money they get some 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 sort of uh i don't know i don't know what i don't i don't remember my, my exact theories were 
somehow they would uh you know benefit from this and so and, but was, you see it's hard to know what would the, was the benefit for him just a bit of extra press he was going to get more acting job or he was going to become a spokesperson i or, have no fucking idea because that would have hung over him his whole life just oh god oh no. i don't understand why but i don't i gotta be honest with you i i, I personally knowing uh knowing uh, uh fucking problematic team and say what i was going to say but knowing uh guys in the industry men mm. in the industry yeah and especially you know gay men in the industry they're not they're just not fucking that's not their brain set is to fucking try to just you just say guys are dumb no that's not dumb <laughs> i was gonna say like it's just like like it just doesn't seem like something someone in the industry would do like they're so they don't like women how stupid how is that fucking women are the women. best like what the guys, if the guys you can't say the gay pussy. people are dumb they don't like they don't like pussy <laughs> I who, just, who looks at tits and yeah. goes, not for me? No, that yeah. stupidity is his height. I love tits so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I, I like asses, oh, but I'm still a boob man. I'm a tit guy. I'm a tit guy. The board. Yeah, I'm tits. Yeah. And it's like tits have gone out of fashion. Yeah. Not with me. I play with my wife's tits today. Right. I love them. We have I, something in common. <laughs> 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 acting like i couldn't find the house oh yeah oh, 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 where is this one at oh that's fucking great that is so uh what's the relationship with my like with your ex uh my ex is great we i go on holidays with my ex yeah yeah i think forrest told me you guys all went together i went with like my girlfriend and my ex and my son on a disney cruise it's funny because my my ex dates like this guy from ivory coast who was a professional footballer. He yeah. played in a World Cup for the Ivory Coast, right? Really? Ivory Coast is Africa? Africa, yeah. yeah. He's French educated. So he's like this big black French guy who's zoo, 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 like this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And my 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 ex is, God bless her, she's, she, my son does not lack for love, right? Yeah. My son gets hugged and kissed and all this all day and doted on. Um, but she she can't discipline for shit. Right, mm -hmm. and but my girlfriend, who's English, who speaks very poshly, really, right? She's like fucking. She's like Mary Poppins around the prick, right? Go upstairs, eat your vegetable split pot, right? <laughs> Gets on that, yeah. And he steps into line, man. He Shut steps into line, up. and now I'm looking at it, right? I'm uncoordinated. I can't catch a ball. I'm the worst, and my son's showing a little bit of sporting prowess, and so I've delegated that work off to my my ex's boyfriend he's because oh, he's a professional great. athlete and she started to delegate the discipline off to my girlfriend and the two of us are sitting back watching this child being parented <laughs> and drinking cocktails oh that's and also my, my girlfriend's of indian descent so we paint a nice what a fucking we 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 are we are a uh a a diversity hire wet dream if they made Holy a movie about shit. us we are we're we're, we're a diverse group that is your is your girlfriend right now an actress? She is, yeah, yeah. Tazy Lawrence is not it? Tazy Lawrence, yeah. Fucking Google her. T T A S I E, T A S I E, yeah. Tazy Lawrence, she's a very sweet girl. Oh, Pornhub just showed up on my thing. Like it's the last thing that's, I googled. That's where you have to Google. <laughs> what? A, oh, she comes up right away. Oh, she's gorgeous. She's British. She's British Indian descent. Yeah. Wow, she make can she cook Indian food? She can cook. Uh, she no, she's uh, she's one of these people. Like she's basically vegan. She still has eggs. Really, right? 
basically being but she still cooks me every single meal that i request it's very, very not the request yeah she, she asked me what i want to eat and she she makes oh that's fucking yeah awesome. she makes she makes all the different foods and then occasionally if she has a couple of beers in her she might she you might see her eating a slider behind a pole Oh, uh, dude, my favorite. <laughs> my favorite is when you watch vegan, vegans or vegetarians break. We had we had our, our friends, a yoga teacher. She forced her husband to be vegan, and the husband would come out when we were grilling and just be like, give me a hot dog real quick, and just murder one behind her back. And then yeah. one day we had a big uh, like thing for the, for the Girl Scouts here, and I made bacon on parchment paper, baked it perfect. And I'm walking through the kitchen, and she's wolfing down bacon. I was like, Oh, they Whoa. they do, and then they they sometimes do this one. I've had vegetarian friends. They go, you go, you're throwing away. I'll eat it if you're gonna throw it away. Yeah. Oh my god. And it's like it's like, but there's there's some vegetarians that don't like the taste of meat. It disgusts them to have it in their mouth. Yeah. And there's like Phoebe and friends was always like she put meat in her mouth and go, mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but most of them still lust after it. That's why the Beyond Meat and the Impossible Burger and all that stuff. And That's I bought selling. I bought some shares in that man. That's fucking. That was the shit. Oh. That was the best investment of Beyond Burger. Fuck me, dude. I I I've I had didn't those. buy a lot. I bought a few grand just as yeah. a little punt. Yeah, and then it just it tripled in price for real. Yeah, it tripled in price. Then we got to like five times the price, and then I got rid of them and sort of went. That was. Do you do, do you you play with the stock market? Not really. Just a little bit on my phone. Just I don't have a guide doing. I have a I have a guide in some putting some very safe bets on. Yeah. But occasionally I just sort of go, oh, that sounds like a thing. And yeah. I remember I ate a Beyond Burger and thinking, this is pretty good. This Beyond Burger is pretty good. It's yeah. pretty plausible. It's not as good as meat, but it's pretty. It's the most plausible meat I've tasted yet. And then when they floated, I went, that's going to go. And now you go into like, I was in like that place, Dog Hass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that hot dog place. Yeah. It's good hot dogs. It's really good. Really good hot dogs. But now they have the Beyond Hot Dog or the Impossible Hot Dog. Dude, I'm in. I like that shit. Yeah. I went vegan for like a stretch on tour just to see how long I can do it. We got Beyond Burgers. We smoked them. They were through the fucking roof. Yeah, yeah. Oh, put them in a smoker. I'm sure now there was probably pig grease all over the smoker, but Yeah, fuck. no, no. I I uh, I I like a I like a beer. I I cook beyond but my son who's a picky eater, he eats beyond burgers and he doesn't eat he, like we I have to stand over him when I eat vegetables. Eat another pea. Yeah. Eat it. Eat it. like the fight that he puts up. It's the risk reward isn't big enough. Yeah. Oh. Do you work out? Uh, not not in the last six months. I haven't no. But what's, I what's like? I go through little patches. Like I, doing what? I, you know, I might. I, I got like a Peloton bike in my house, and then yeah. I sometimes get a personal trainer for six months or something like that. But I I, you know, with the passing of me mum, and then I wasn't before. I I've just sort of uh, I've gained a bit of weight and all that type of stuff. But I've just decided to just not stress myself out, man. Yeah. I, I've just I've just been uh, on a bit of a kick where. Like like trying really hard not to give a fuck, and it is a good way to to live, not giving a fuck. fuck and it's yeah. you know what I mean. And I kind of have patches where I do it because I I always get and I always worry about the career and worry about this and worry about that. And then just 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 living this whole ah, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's like and I I feel like even with TV shows and stuff like that, it's like are you getting picked up? Are you getting cancelled? I've I've definitely got a well. It's been a good run on whatever project yeah. I've had. You know, if yeah. it doesn't if it doesn't work out, it's fine. I hated that feeling in television. It's I, it's in part part of the reason it I used to I don't keep me up problem. at nights. It used it, to keep oh, me- it, I would I it, the being dependent. I would say things on podcasts. Right, smoke a joint on a podcast, 
and I'd be afraid I'd lose my gig, and it would fucking even now. Me. I just I, we did some jokes about trans. Uh, someone might write something or whatever. But, uh, but podcast, this podcast especially I is a pretty safe place. I never used to give a fuck as a stand-up. I never used to give a fuck. And that was one of my qualities. I never used to give a fuck, and then I started caring a little bit on TV, and then like with legit, I was so proud of that show, and I wanted it to keep going. And then when it got cancelled, I was devastated after that. Right, and now with the show I've got now, I'm like, well, I'm doing my best. Yeah, um, I, it's I, a great show. I think I produce a funny show, and so it's you know our field pieces. I think I think with when you compare us next to John Oliver and The Daily Show and and uh, Samantha B and whatever, I think my my field pieces kick everyone else's ass. I'm yeah. the only one who does my own one, and I don't think we get enough sort of recognition for that. But if if you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. You can't fucking force people to watch the show. You can't force. This is why I love stand-up comedy, why I fucking love it. And this is why it's the best job in the fucking world. They can't cancel you. No. They can't cancel you. It's like like on TV shows, they give you notes, right? I've never had a note for one of my stand-up specials. No. Never had a note about the script or dialogue or fucking jokes or fucking wardrobe or whatever or a set. I decide all of it, and they've all been successful. So you go, when I say successful, they've all done well. People have watched them, and then yeah. you know what I mean. And so, so they can't cancel you. You can, you can get like to put it bluntly. Louis C.K. is the most. You can masturbate in front of as many people as you want, and you still get to do stand-up comedy. <laughs> Like uh, there'll be that someone. Be, that should be a coffee mug. <laughs> there'll be somewhere you, if you're good at it, there'll yeah. be a corner of a room somewhere where you can stand up and people will watch you fucking do it. You That's may not true, earn yeah. as much money as you used to. You may not whatever, but they can't. They can stop you acting. They can stop you being a TV presenter. Yeah, they can stop. They can. They can stop all of it. They can't stop stand up. And that's no. why it's the coolest job in the in the, all of entertainment. They're trying to stop Chappelle right now. Right yeah. now, they're trying to say what he said is. I mean, it's so funny too because when you when you read what people are writing, part of you is like, do you, I, I, "How did you hear it that way?" Because I didn't hear it that way. He he was saying he said he said whatever you've done in your entire life, I'm going to make sure that you go down and blah 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 blah. Yeah. And there's people like that. That is really a fucking thing. And then he goes he goes. But if I say something like this, is this, he was explaining the jokes that get you in trouble, saying these yeah. are the jokes that can get you in trouble, and then saying them afterwards. He wasn't saying them. He, I'm not saying he was apologetic about it because he wasn't apologetic. Is not the right word. But he was ex, he was fully explaining the whole thing that he was doing. He didn't just come out and just go, "I'm an Asian Asian woman inside yeah. a black man." Hello. He didn't yeah. just do that, right? Yeah, yeah. He said, and I, then he, "Yeah." He goes, "What if I did that? Would that be funny?" And the answer is, it is funny. Yeah. Is it right? No. And that's why it's fucking funny. Yeah. That's why it's funny because it's not right to do that, and you're not meant to fucking do that. No. And it's like, but it's not a, like it's going to become a regular character of his. That he, maybe it will. I don't fucking know. He goes, I only do that when I fight with my wife. She's Asian. And Ooh. then, and you're like, I, I just find it. I find I, it, I, I do find when you have a have a like, I, I I don't know if having a girlfriend or a wife of a different race helps because I've dated I dated a a, a um uh persian girl but that wasn't really sort of different enough right yeah. and now i date an indian girl i'm like do i get to do a few indian jokes now is that or is uh, i can i say my wife's whatever or oh, i would 
That's why I, that's, I don't know. If it's, yeah. It's I, one of the things I respect about Bill. I don't think Bill's ever mentioned ever anywhere that his wife's black ever. No, I think people are sometimes taken back, but people are surprised by it. I think they are because, because he's so white. So white. Yeah. He's so white. He's like, he is the first generation of what white people look like. Red hair. Yeah. Yeah. And he's Boston, Angry. Boston meat yeah. type of a guy, you know, we get beat red. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, and I think, I think you're right. I think had that been me, so my wife's black. I would have opened with that. <laughs> uh, let me tell you about family reunions, huh? Like I would be all over that. And Bill and I, I'd say this in in honestly, I don't think that even crosses Bill's mind. I don't think no, that's the best way to do it. But yeah. me, I'm not as good a man as Bill. Oh, I'd- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a lesser species. I, uh, you know, I uh, I'm all down in for it. I won't have ever fucked his white chicks. I've never been out of. Have you never been outside? Oh no, I've done the. I've done the whole rainbow. Really? Yeah. Well, if you could call a rainbow black to white, (laughs) and everything in (laughs) If you're colorblind, the rainbow. It's it's quite a rainbow. Different shades of black to white. Have you ever had sex with a Mexican chick? Yeah, of course I have. Yeah, Hispanic women. Yeah, man. For real? Yeah. (laughs) Plenty of Mexican chicks, actually. Yeah, I I like it. Like Asian. I like a nice Latino. I have had sex with Asians, yeah. yeah I've, I've never had, had sex. sex. I've had, by the way, I have this. I have a premise that I've been fucking. It worked on stage at the store, but I like. I think Asian women are probably far and beyond probably the hottest race of women. I think it just that like there's so many attractive Asian women yeah. that it's almost like a cheat code. Well, yeah, but see, this is the thing with. I, I don't know if this will come off as racist, but sometimes. <sighs> Sometimes I see an Asian friend and go, that one's all right. And I have an Asian friend go, no, that one's no good. Well, all right. I, yeah. They oh. have a special eye. A special eye. Okay. They, <laughs> they, they have, they, they can see. They see stuff we don't see. That is, I think they see stuff we don't see because I'm always like, that Asian's hot. And like, no, not a good one. Like almost like someone who goes to the auction every Saturday can tell you what's a good and bad car just from looking at it on we did, we did all the We did all the field pieces in Asia and then- where did you go in Asia? We went, we did film pieces all over. We did it everywhere. We were, we were in Korea. We were in Japan. We were in. We didn't go to China in the end because China made me fucking. I had to give a script of my routine before I performed there, and I'm like, Shut "Fuck up. you!" But I went to Taipei, which is basically fucking China. You yeah, know, ta- ta- Taiwan. Um, and uh, what else did we go? Singapore, Hong Kong, um, uh, Malaysia, and Indonesia. Okay. Wow. So we 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 did it. We did a good chunk of Asia, not Fuck all yeah. of it, you know, and um, and you, by the end of it, you start going, "Oh, I'm into this this country's birds more than that country." Like it's yeah. weird because before that, I you know, but then I was like, "Oh, Japanese girls. Oh, I know what oh, they're all about." That's just even living in LA, going taking kids to school. I, there was a certain point when the girls went. My girls went to a predominantly Korean school where I'm like, "Whoa, Korean women are fucking smoke shows. Like they're tall. They're like." tall they're real stylish yeah korea korea is a korea is like a a, a different asia's asia's a, a weird place in the sense that there's two types of asia all right rich yeah. affluent clean we've got it all together yeah right and then, your hong kong's and your singapore's yeah like the cleanest most fancy fucking all prada stores and gucci and all that type of stuff everywhere and high rises and everything else yeah. and then you've got the the we we don't have we don't have lines on the road. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Like Indonesia, Jakarta's fucking. They squat they, and smoke. Yeah, they don't know what the. There's people driving around with walks on the back of their motorcycle oh running, God. and it's like and it's like they either have it sorted or not. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Japan's got it's it sorted. Interesting. Yeah, and my the, analogy was 
there are places in Asia where it is it, it, personal space is is respected, and then you go to places in Asia where it's like they're put they could they put your their fingers in your mouth if they could, right. like they're just like no 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 this is what we do, and you're like like I I went from Japan to Vietnam and it was such a fucking night and day experience yeah. where it was like on the at the train station silent no one speaking to fucking vietnam but you, you can see that within white cultures as well though you, really? you, fuck me man have you done a domestic flight in canada fucking hell no i haven't oh my god I've it's, never it's flown. silent it's silent leaving For montreal real? leaving montreal you're all just walking along silently. in america everyone's ch- is loud and there's like noise yeah. and they all just go up and there's like Where's my sassy woman in a ill-fitting suit yelling at me about water? Yeah. Like going, please remove your laptop. Please remove your water. Please put everything into a bucket. If you don't put it in a bucket, you'll stop it. Like that. And Canada's just like, and uh, your passport, please. And you think, and it's just all very quiet. Everyone goes through very, very quietly. It's, it's, It's a different mentality altogether. The Omaha airport is different than the New York airport. Yes. I mean, yes, now that I think about it. It's a like, smaller place, Omaha. Fucking LaGuardia is a piece of shit. I fucking hate that airport. I think I think American airports aren't the, aren't your finest thing that America no. does. You no. guys haven't got the best air. I, I, see, sometimes like when Trump says things like, oh, I was just in Dubai and the airport was beautiful. I can't do the impersonation. Airport oh, yeah. was beautiful. It was beautiful, wonderful people. Like, and I like those stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm with him on that one, man. Yeah. The fucking airports are sucking. Fuck. I, I've... I've seen, I've been to some of the airports I've been to, because I've, you know, travel channel for nine years. And you're like, fuck yeah. And then you go to some, like this airport in fucking Tanzania was like, I, I mean, I did, it reminded me of Florida in the I, 70s. I, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you a weird airport story. This is, I haven't told this story in years. I was dating this girl in Britain. We were living together. There was a friend of mine called Sarah. Nothing had ever gone on. Sarah was a comedy writer. She was in mm-hmm. the comedy scene. She wasn't a comedian as such. Um, she wrote and she did comedy reviews and stuff like that, but she also wrote for a magazine. Mm-hmm. And me and Sarah used to get along, and she was sort of a drinking buddy sort of person, but we were always in a group, never just the two of us there, you know. I, we weren't close, close, you know. Yeah. But so so two days before, I, I just got I got a gig in Mumbai, right? They have a comedy store there now. For real? Yeah, they have a comedy store opened by the London Comedy Store, and then they took it over themselves once they figure out how to book it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then they went. We Wait, can- in like in like a hotel Rwanda kind of way. Yeah, yeah. So so they have they have that it, was it's exact. It's a replica of the London Comedy Store, really? top to bottom. Anyway, so before that, I was performing in the Sydney Comedy Store. Uh, I'd gone back. I was living in England in front of like twenty people. I was doing a weekend of gigs. They're opening up for someone mm-hmm. else, right? This is. I'm going to say this is two thousand and three or four or something i've been doing comedy for a few years then then i then i uh go to i'm, I'm in the and there's an indian guy afterwards and he goes you must come out to india come out and do a show our people will love you like that that's probably racist i don't know by the way i i wasn't until just now that i realized mumbai is not in africa no 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 that's how fuck and by the way i almost did a special called live from mumbai yeah oh you did the hotel Rwanda thing i thought he's gone yeah, off yeah. on a weird I'm, tangent i had no fucking idea i, I was like Wait, and then you said an Indian. I was like, oh my God, I forgot. Uh, someone just did a special there. Nick Nusaforo, is is he your agent? Yeah. He went over there and he had to throw away his shoes. 
he said he, he walked around Mumbai for a day and he had to buy a new pair of shoes. It was like fucking. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's mayhem. Oh yeah, so keep you, going you don't have a nice car because all the cars have dents. There's no yeah. point having a nice vehicle. Oh, I would because the promoter was like a multi-millionaire. And he's driving in a shit hot box and he's just smashing into things. Yeah. Ah, oh, don't worry about it. They're walking away like this. Anyway, so then this guy and I said, "Yeah, sure, man. I'll come and perform in India." And then he goes. Then I'm at the London Comedy Store three weeks later, and he's in the hallway. And he's like, "This must be fate." <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm looking. Two weeks after that, I'm in fucking Mumbai. Really? Right. And this guy had this gig, and he he would have it. He'd have a show on Saturday, and it would be. He goes, "Last week we had Engelbert Humperdinck, right? He would yeah, just yeah. have a different thing on." That he would bring out an entertainer and he, people would trust him and they'd all come and see it because yeah. someone's being brought out here, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm having beers with Sarah, my girlfriend, a few other friends and we're drinking and and then my girlfriend, we come home, we have a fight. She's trying to fuck you, you're trying to fuck her. I'm like, I no, I don't want to fuck her. I've never had a, a thought of, you know, I don't want to, what are you talking about? I don't, yeah. I'm not trying to fuck her. I'm not trying to fuck her, yeah. right? And so we fought and fought and fought. And I, I, I stand by that. I wasn't trying to fuck her, right? I get to Mumbai. There's fucking, it's like this airport. I'm sure it's much better now, but it was a fucking dump. There was like a guy without shoes throwing luggage around and fucking just, it was like outdoors. The carousel was yeah. like, and there was like, there was like a scene out of Indiana Jones. Like there was just fucking people holding chickens and shit, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so I, I, I get to Mumbai. I go to this one line for customs. I'm staying there after this long flight. I'm staying there. I'm getting the customs. And then I hear, Jim? And I turn around. It's my friend Sarah. And she's two people behind me. I'd just seen her a few days earlier and had this fight with my girlfriend. I go, what the fuck are you doing here? She goes, I, like, why didn't we even talk about this? We were just next to each other. Why yeah. didn't you mention, oh, I'm going to India in a couple of days. It just never got brought up, right? She goes, I'm writing a column for InStyle magazine about a yoga retreat here that celebrities go to on the outskirts of Mumbai, right? And I go, oh, that's crazy. And so we were texting each other and she goes, i got to get out. She's a smoker and a drinker at the time. I don't think she is now. But she, she goes, i got to get out of here. This is fucking killing me, right? Yeah. And, uh, and she goes, where's your gig? And she sort of escapes the compounds of this yoga thing. And she came out and she saw my gig. Now, this is before camera phones and everything. And I started recording myself. I had a hand, video hand camera. Mm-hmm. So she recorded my set. I get home. We used to go out that night, have a few drinks. I get home. Because I, I didn't have sex with her, I wasn't planning on having sex. She was my friend. There was nothing weird going on. I didn't know that she was going to be in Mumbai. It's just an extreme coincidence. Yeah. Right? I get home after this flight and uh, I go, she goes, how was the gigs? And I didn't even think about it. I went, oh, it went all right. It was interesting. I said, I recorded it. And I went into the shower and my girlfriend turned on the thing. And there was Sarah's laugh and her oh, holding the camera, God. right? And I was in the shower and she just threw the video camera through the fucking, I mean, you fucking piece of shit. Oh my and I'm God. like, I still, my brain hadn't clicked. I'm like, what? She goes, you flew out there with Sarah. I go, no, 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 no. Oh my God. No, no, no. So I was dumped. Right. The whole lot. The only oh, way. And you didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I was dumped. I, I got back with her. The way I had to do it was I had to have Sarah Ringer and then there better be an article about a yoga retreat in InStyle magazine in two weeks. If that article got cut by the editor, I was dead in the fucking water. <coughs> oh. 
If there wasn't an expose on that fucking retreat. Oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> oh, that's so fucking funny. So I remember like in Styles coming up next month. Come on, yoga retreat. What's the what's the thing for you that sells a story where you go, that's a story worth telling or that's a good story? Where is it? Like, I know for me, if there's a mist, if there's some sort of misdirection or if I know that there's something I could plant at the beginning that I can harvest at the end. That's well, I, it for I, me. The trick that I, yeah, the planning something beginning that you can put at the end. A, a nice callback is always important. I also think going off on tangents is very, from what, what I do, I go off on a tangent and sometimes you write a joke and you go, I'll wedge that into that story. Mm -hmm. You go off on a tangent, then you come back to it. People always like that. But the tangent always has to have something to do with, you go, so I met my friend, blah, blah, blah. And then this, but like that story, I didn't do it in, but I mean, you go, and this person, oh, I'll tell you a story. So you tell a little mini story about them. Yeah. And that paints the picture. That, now they know this person. Yeah. Because the biggest problem with like when old people are talking to you and they start mentioning your cousin that you don't know is you don't fucking know the person. And they don't bother to paint a picture of who they are or where they come from or what their fucking narrative is. Yeah. And so I think, I think it's important to, I think the big difference between a great storytelling stand-up comedian and just your friends, this regular folk, <laughs> civilians, yeah. oh. right? The big difference is every other person in the world says the sentence, you had to be there. I never say you had to be there. No. Right? And I don't believe you have to say you had to I be there. never If I'm telling that. you, you don't have to be there. Oh, I can make yeah, you there. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be there. I can it'll take be, you there. It'll be fine. And people are like going, the funniest thing happened. All right, tell me. Yeah. Anyways, the Jenny, oh, was, Jenny yeah. was kicked out or something. And sometimes you can hear in the story, Ooh. this is a great story. You know, so the guy snapped his dick and he had to go into his, anyway, you had to be there. The guy snapped his dick and had to go to the emergency room. Why do I have to be there? This is Dude, too good. I would tell, I have, a, I have a good friend who's my cameraman. I take him on the road with me, John Manns. I would, he would tell a story that would be a great story and he'd fuck it up so bad that I'd say to him, can I tell you how to tell your story? Like yeah, it's yeah. a great story. Here's a story about a spitting cobra that they were filming he was, he's a cameraman. They were filming him in the desert. They had all these poisonous snakes. They were going to let him go and then film him, get him back in the thing. Well, they have one, which is a spitting cobra. They let it go and they start to film it and it scoots up and gets up under the rigging of the Jeep. Mm. And they're like, fuck, what do we do? And then someone's like, someone look under. And they go, we can't look. Up. If this cobra spits in your eyes, you fucking die. So they sat there all fucking night waiting for this cobra <laughs> to leave the fucking Jeep. And then at the end, they're like, we've got to get out. It's, it's nighttime in the desert. There's fucking animals out here. We got to ride home. They drove home in a Jeep with a spitting cobra in the rigging. One of the most <laughs> terrifying. But like, yeah, yeah. I'd go, you, you, you got to stop telling it the way you tell it. Let me tell you how to tell it. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I can hear some story. There was a story that happened. Our daughters tried to get mojitos at a bar mitzvah. Right. And they're, they're all adults now. It's a bar mitzvah. Yeah, it was a bar, yeah, bar mitzvah. Adults, yeah. And they're like, uh, and they... The guy kept saying to them, virgin, and they didn't know what that meant. And so I just sprinkled in in the story. He you said, said, I want to hope so. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's exactly, that's exactly the joke. And my wife cut it off. No, he didn't say that. I go, baby, I'm just making the story better. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, virgin, and my daughter Georgia said, yeah, I'm going to wait until I fall, fall in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the other one goes, I just I just suck dick. That's, and, and my wife shut it off. I go, let me tell the story. I'm fucking good at this. Like, 
Oh, I, I got a friend, Adam, Adam Bloom, who's one of the best. I know sort of, Adam Bloom. Adam, British comic. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has a great story. I don't know if I'm allowed to tell. I can say it. It's his yeah. story. But he fucking, he was booked to do Ronnie Wood's daughter's wedding. I'm not going to tell the full beats because if he ever does the same. But the, the crutch of the story is he fucking, before, he was going to go on last after the speeches. The speeches became the Rolling Stones doing a concert. Can I tell you? I think I almost heard. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. And then like Eric Clapton got up and sang and then David Bowie sang. And then like Adam's out the front going, oh, I, can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Ronnie Wood comes out and he's drunk and he goes, and then Adam goes up and goes, Ronnie, um, about the show. And he goes, oh, you were great, man. You were great. <laughs> and Adam took the money and left. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Right? But there's a lot of beats that go along the way. And I'm like, man, that I would love that to happen. I like, love Like, I, I, I actively want stories to happen in my life. I yeah. actively, like, so when I did, like, I have the big piece about doing the Mariah Carey party. Yeah. All these celebrities and stuff. When I did it, I could have left after my gig. I stuck around just hoping for a little bit of mayhem. Yeah. Or a little bit of something to fucking kick off. And I think some people don't understand that, you know, comics mentality of like, all right, this is going to suck, but maybe I'll get a story. I get maybe, something out of this. Yeah, maybe I'll get something out of this. Yeah, I'm always about. That's why this gig we're doing together. Now, so I'm not going to, there's art. The next day, there's a very famous artist playing in the same venue who's a more of a kitschy type of thing. Oof. Yeah, He's so up my alley. Yeah, yeah, and I and I thought Bert Kreischer and this guy, this is, and so in my brain now we're going to be hanging with him. Oh, now, I, I don't. We have no connection to the guy except we were there the day before. We and I am, I am hardcore leveraging everything I have in my power to make sure that me and you walk away well, with I a think, great I think, story. Like, so I think AEG or Live Nation are booking our gig. I don't know who's doing it, right? I was, yeah. One of the two big companies are doing it. So whoever it is, if it's easy to do if if they have the next show the next night. I think they do. Yeah, so then we're going to be fine. Because, because he's taking one, he's doing shows before and after, but he's taking one night off. He's taking, and so they reached out to us to he, see if he's we take, Yeah, we're taking up this guy's space yeah. and we're going to have his backdrop behind us. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. I can't fucking wait. I might take mushrooms the day of the show. Yeah. And it's, it's, are you bringing up, we bring an opening act each or are we just doing it? I don't know. I guess we bring someone to do because, because, yeah, describe, we'll grab Forrest and Dave, man. Yeah, for, yeah. One, one of yours, one of mine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the the four white guy tour. Oh, you know? oh we and, said Al, Al Jackson lives there. Ooh, now we're really telling oh, everyone. Al Jackson's a definite. Al Jackson lives there. He's, oh shit, he's a one hundred percenter. Oh, the we are going to have so much fucking fun. Yeah, Al Jackson lives there. All right, yeah, we're in. Oh, that's gonna be a fucking now. Blast. People, people can figure this out very quickly. <laughs> I'm so excited when they call with the offer. I went, wait, hold on. Are you being serious? I, I I think you should close it out. I I I'm I'm think I, I should go in the first half, but we'll we'll debate that as we get closer. I feel like I feel like I'm gonna just have brought out a special, and I might be uh, doing a bit of greatest hits work. I don't know. I'll be all right. It'll I'll be, be fine. I'll be um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where I'll be. I think I, I'm, I'm recording a new special that's coming. I'm doing one in November. And I assume it'll Are be. Are you really? I'm recording one in November. Where? Uh, in Boston. Nice. Just the same place. I, I I've stopped worrying about the venue. I start going, what city and what? I did oh. I did bear my most popular special in Boston, and so now it's like I want to. I literally decide my venues like this. I want to record in November, and then I go, where am I gigging in November? That's where we're doing it. I did. I I I'm a little. You know, 
Joe actually said, like, you really think about that shit? I want to make sure that they haven't heard the material yet. It's the one thing I'm a pretty adamant about. No, well, they wouldn't have heard the material yet. Yeah. Yes, because it was on the tour anyway. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so Boston, I'm gonna gonna do it in November, and uh, me and Tom are all gonna have specials that come out around the same time. Yeah, well, fucking everybody, man. There's so many, and I, I I'm not allowed to say who it's with, but you know it's with. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What date? What date do you tape? Um, I can't, I can't. It'll be it'll be on jimjeffries.com. They'll yeah. they'll be there they'll, they'll if be. anyone wants to come. There'll be two days. I'm doing. I think I'm doing four or five shows in Boston. It'll be uh, two of them. Will be the actual recordings. And yeah. two and, shows or two days. Uh, two shows in one day. Yeah, I I want to record four shows. You want to record four? I do because I feel like I would get so much. But you're, I only use one show beginning to end because I've already structured the, the hour the way I want it structured. Yeah, I but, I liked I liked my performance in my last special in my early show, and I felt I was a little sloppy in my second show. But the audience was much better, so I chose the second one anyway. But, really? Um, yeah, I um, what was I talking about? Oh, the specials. Yeah, I I I want to record. I, I want to do one in Australia one day, just one in. And I, I I the arena ones, I always think about it, and then I'm like, do I want to do one in the rent? Like, is it I mean, is that for your ego, or is it do the audience at home enjoy? It? Because the Chappelle thing that yeah. wasn't a big, great big room. It's four thousand, three thousand seater. Was that a was that three thousand seater? I mean, it looked three thousand to me. Oh no, I thought it looked much smaller than that. I thought. It looked oh no, too. definitely. Well, I know that it's it wasn't the Tabernacle, and then one step up, it wasn't. I mean, he shot it in Atlanta. Yeah, it was in Atlanta, and it was in front of like there was a, a, an organ pipe. I don't think it was him. the Tabernacle. It was organ pipes behind him. Whatever has a big organ. Oh, it was the Tabernacle. Yeah, man. yeah. He did it at the Tabernacle. That's not. That's I think that's eighteen. Maybe. Yeah, I thought it was two thousand and under. Yeah. Um, and so that's like a nice sweet spot, but I'll be recording mine in front of 1200 people. I'm doing mine's a thousand people. Yeah. Yeah. But I, or maybe I don't know. I mean, I with kills. I don't know, but yeah, 1200 seats is where I like to record. I think you don't, you don't sweat ticket sales at all. Do you? Oh yeah. You still, you worry if they're going like, like sometimes you're down in blah, blah, blah. Town, yeah, and you're, you're like, down. what did I do wrong? Why am I oh. down? Yeah. I, I do still sweat that, but I've started trying not to worry about that either. But Bill, then, then you have one where it's just like you go, you're sold out three months in advance in this city. And you're like, what? There's no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. I did one recently, was my lowest ticket size was 700 or something. And the night before I did um, 50 miles down the road, I did 3,500. And you go, what the fuck happened there? I think there's a, I think there's a, sometimes I think there's a disconnect with theaters that are over 3,000 versus the theaters the clubs that are theaters that are 1200 yeah. i think the t theaters that are 1200 have a much more hands-on marketing yeah. than the 3000 seaters who are like well we're bringing in barbara streisand that'll sell itself yeah yeah and so i remember i came into dc one year and and i was sitting next to the aeg guy hmm. and he was like uh what are, you, what are you doing here i said oh the uh improv and he was like oh nice he's like you uh sold out and i said yeah and he's and then he was like Jim Jeffries sold out uh, two shows, 3,500 seats each. I'm going to that one tonight. And I was like, in my head, I was like, there are 7,000 extra people that like comedy. That yeah, have yeah. No, I, I was like, that was like almost inspiring to go like, there's room at everyone for this table to eat. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes I show up and they're like, they're like, there's a big act over town. You're like, the only time I found there was a problem was I, I did, I did Atlanta in the same casino and Jerry Seinfeld was in one room and I was in the other. Yeah. I felt that did did hurt me a little bit. But I don't know. 
I don't, I don't think so. I think there's plenty of room for everybody. I, I also yeah. think I also think that these big acts that are out now, this wave that's happening at the moment of theatre acts, I think it helps everyone out because once people discover that they can they can have a really great night at comedy and it's not a hit and miss thing like yeah. it used to be, right? They're going to start watching everybody. They're going to start. And you know what else happened is a lot of these people that dabbled in comedy. What was happening in the uh, mid mid to early two thousands where guys that were just on TV decided they were going to do stand-up because they wanted to pay their mortgage. Yeah, yeah. They stopped doing that, or at least they continued to do it and have gotten better. And now people know there's like a stamp for comedy and that they, if they go see Jim Jeffries, that that is literally going to be one of the funniest nights of their lives. I think I think all these theater acts are good. There's no one who's a theater act who isn't good. Dude, that's you can, the you, truth. There's not one theater act where I'd go, oh, you're going to have a terror. It's going to be yeah. terrible. Every single one of them, even if they're not my cup of tea, they're all put on a good show. Yeah. And it, and it's any comic who can, can hold an audience's attention for over an hour and a half is good, even if you don't think they're great. That's a skill in itself. Yeah. Holding someone's attention for that long. But, you know, I, I, what I found now with me is I've become really, really shit at 10 minutes. I panic when I when I go up at the comedy store or something. I'm like sweating backstage, uh, and I used to be so good. I used to be so good at so clubs. Good. I used to be the I used to be murder. the king of fifteen. I used to go out there and just murder for fifteen. Yeah. And now I'm just like, ah, oh, I've got this long winded tail. <laughs> oh, this takes a long time to get. Oh. The punchline's good. Yeah, you all have to focus. That's the meal I make on the road. Yeah, is yeah. like is a good solid ten minute story. Yeah, and to do it in the clubs, it's like, fuck. No, oh, yeah, you have to shorten it up, shorten, cut, and cut, and cut. And also, you can you can come in with a couple of uh, uh, quick snappy jokes at the beginning, and then get into your story. And now you're like, I don't have a chance for this snappy story. So at the moment, my show is is uh, there's a forty minute story about me being lactose intolerant. That's 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 my that's my whole that's the my whole special is going to be about lactose intolerant. Oh. I'm going to call my special intolerant. <laughs> people are going to think that's going to have more layers to it. It's oh, just really I just a dairy that. problem. <laughs> do you think? Do you think you'll end up talking about the passing of your mom in one of these specials? Uh, I think that might be the next special after yeah. that. I think that'll take a little bit of time and distance to to get the material material down. You know, it's it, it the 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 what you learn. If you had any parents, your parents no. are both alive. Your parents are both, both alive. Oh, you mentioned that uh, your parents still have sex. Um, but the yeah, but uh, one's dead. Yeah, 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 yeah but mum's dead. They still have sex on the regular. Um, uh, when your parent passes, there's a few things that happen because you're not sad in the same thing with like it's not like a a teenager or someone in their twenties or a child passing or someone dying suddenly in an accident or something. It's it's your own immortality. You're like, oh, I'm next. I thought that was miles away and now I can foresee my own death. I'm yeah. like, okay, this isn't because you know, they were they were the they're the only constant in your life. Your mother's the only constant. She was there fucking from the time you were conceived to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then when she's gone, you're like, fucking hell, there's no one who's known me as well as that person. There's no buffer deaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no buffer deaths in between. When a grandparent dies, you're like, ah. Oh. You know, and yeah, then you're like, well, huh, that yeah. was going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. I'm, I loved them. I'm sad, but when your parents die, you do start to question your own immortality. And I, you know, I, I, I was worried at one stage. I was like, what if I don't cry? What if I'm that asshole? I was on the plane going, what if I don't cry? 
You know what I mean? And I fucking cried like a baby. I, I cried like a fucking baby for a couple of days. Really? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's. It, did you cry with your brothers? I cried with my brothers for the first time. We both, we all cried together in a room. Wow. Never seen us all cry together in a room. And then I, I did a eulogy. I cried. I'll, I'll tell you a, a story that I thought. Okay, so my father, I said, oh, dad, I'll pay for the funeral. My dad went, no, 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 no. It was some level of pride that he had this money put aside and he was going to do this and he was going to yeah. see it out to the end, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I said, all right, well, I'll pay for the reception afterwards, you know, all the food and alcohol and stuff and the reception. And dad said, okay, great. And so we went into the funeral home. Now, this beautiful funeral home in the middle of Sydney overlooking trees and valleys and it's lovely. And and the funerals, it's kind of like being at like the Edinburgh Festival or Montreal or something like that. It's like, what room are they playing? There's like there's there was five rooms. Really? Going up to a two thousand seater all the way down to a thirty seater. Yeah. Right? We put my mum in the nice seventy seater. Yeah. And then we had hundred and twenty people withstanding. That's that's a lot nice. better than that's going in, going into the two hundred and not filling it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, that's great! It's the oh. same as the gig, right? Yeah, it's the exact same. And I remember and either, we, we were thinking about adding a second show, but we thought, you know what? <laughs> yeah, standing room only. Have them pouring out the door. That's yeah. what that's what you want for a good funeral, right? And so, so I was like, going, I know seating arrangement. I know what we need. Like this, right? they have the three plans at the funeral home. They had one for there's the six thousand nine hundred eighty five dollar plan. Which that was the figure I remember it distinctly. Eighty five. Yeah. Just go ninety nine. Don't yeah. insult me. They yeah. But then if you go ninety nine, you go just go seven. But the eighty five makes you think. Well, there is some money being saved there. Yeah, they're 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 cutting corners where they need to cut corners. That was your cheapest one. Then there was a ten thousand nine hundred eighty five, mm -hmm. and then there was a sixteen thousand nine hundred eighty five. Right. And these were the three brackets. Now inside those brackets, you can have upsells. Like when you buy a car and you go, I'll have the nicest stereo and get me yeah. the heated seats and the, you know what I mean. So, so you can you can do all that. So, so the first one we were all right. What's the uh, what's the six thousand nine hundred eighty five? And they go, oh that one, the coffin would be made out of corkboard, like a board where you put things yeah. on, like corkboard. And we're like, cork corkboard. Yeah, it's just a basic coffin, a biodegradable one that would uh, that would. Uh, just oh corporate. God, me panic and right so I'm now. like this, I'm looking at and, and dad's got his set, but he budgeted like nine grand was his budget. And he's yeah. like, corkboard. And I went, ah, oh, it could be nice, you know, where people could pin letters on it, things that <laughs> little messages that they like. You could put photos of the grandchildren along the side, you know, yeah. nice thing. And so oh, and they go, and you'd have you're allowed uh, you're allowed one photo that you bring in to put at the end, no music. There's someone who gives a little speech. One eulogy and like this is like the oh this is God. this is like the you fucking hate this person funeral. Right? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get in and out. This is gonna be tight. Yeah, yeah. Corkboard, one speech, one photo, and then we're done. <laughs> no, no music. No music. Right. So we went, oh no, no, we won't be going that. Oh, right, what's the nine thousand eight hundred and whatever? Or oh, the ten thousand nine hundred and eighty, right? And they go, oh, you get a coffin, you get a flower arrangement, you get to put up as many photos as you want, you get two songs, two eulogies, and you get a you get a person who you can have a minister, a religious minister, or a non-denominational person come and talk, and uh, you're all out in you know 25 minutes or something like that, right? And then and then the second one was you have dancing girls and a fucking this, and you have <laughs> yeah. coffin bearers bring it in and all this crap, right? Yeah. And so we're like, we're like, all right, middle plan. Now yeah. this is the speed that we picked my mother's funeral. Okay, so here's a selection of co um, coffins. That one, 
And they're trying to go, maybe if we want the bronze handles with them, that one. Okay. Now the flowers. She likes pink. That one. Right. And then they go, they go, now music. She wants wind beneath my wings. And my dad slid over a bit of paper and here's a poem she wants the granddaughter to read. Right? <laughs> yeah. So here's a poem. Here's wind beneath my wings. We want, we want that coffin, that flowers done. And the lady was like, we just, we just rolled over. Me and my brothers and my dad just rolled over. Like, like she's like trying to do upsells and she's like, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, that's Would you that. guys like some court? No, 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 we're good. No, no, we're good. No, 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 like that, right? And then, and then because I was paying for it, out came the food menus for the reception oh. where a fight ensued for 40 minutes, right? Just of like <laughs> my dad going, I go, Dad, oh, I'd like to have the prawns on the sticks. I like the prawns on the sticks. And I went, Dad, it's a funeral home. I'm not, I don't know if they're going to have the freshest seafood here. Maybe we should... <laughs> Just go for the chicken skewers over the prawn skewers and the thing. And we were fighting and fighting. No, no, no. What about party pies? Like meat pies in Australia. I love a party pie. I love pie. a meat pie. I love a meat pie, I right? Love meat pie. And then my dad's like this. Oh, they're for more for kids' parties. And yeah, but dad, I haven't had it. I'm like this. I haven't had a meat pie forever. I've been living in America. I like to have party pies at my mum's funeral. Is that too much to ask? I'm paying for it. Let me have fucking party pies. <laughs> Right, so we so we get into an argument. We all set. We're, we're going forty minutes about sandwich toppings and what we're doing. If we have beer and spirits or beer and wine and yeah. blah, blah blah. This lady walks next door, and we're all arguing. And she comes in. And she's got that funeral director voice, and she comes in. And goes, I'm ever so sorry, uh, but if you could all just quieten it down. I know you're grieving, but if you could quieten it down just a little bit, we have a family next door who are doing a viewing, right? So there's a family yeah. next door seeing their dead relative for the first fucking time and where they're going, party pies? <laughs> I want <laughs> meat pies. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Like that, right? And my dad doesn't have his hearing at him. That's why I'm yelling at him because he can't fucking hear anything. Yeah. He, my dad goes to this woman, what? <laughs> and we're like, dad, you have to be quiet. Why? There's a dead body next door and people are fucking, they're looking at their relative like that, yeah. right? Oh, you think they'd fucking soundproof this place a little bit better? <laughs> oh. So there was there was moments of uh, of sort of funny little, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I guess I get I I, I I guess I'll do material about it. It will probably take a year before I'll start. No, I don't yeah. know if those two stories are stronger, but they're just the ones that really happen. Yeah, there's more stuff that happens, sort of. You know, me and my brother almost got into a punch up the next day. Really? You know, because tensions are high. Oh, fuck yeah. Tensions are high. And I, he was teasing me and I was like, it was not the fucking time to fuck it. You know what I yeah. mean? And then, and then my, but here's the thing about my father. My mother always berated my dad, right? My yeah. dad, whenever he opens his fucking mouth, my mother would go, shut up, Gary. Shut up. Like yeah. that, right? In the last few years, I'd go, can you leave him the fuck alone? Let him talk. Yeah. You know, you're always yelling at him to tell him to shut up. Just leave him alone. Let him talk. He's fucking 78. Let him talk. Like that, right? Anyway, within a day of my mother dying, we oh. realized what an important person she was in the ecosystem of oh, our fucking life. Fucking lives. brilliant. My dad needs to be told to shut up all the time. It turns out that my dad has a lot of out there views. And that now, is fucking hilarious. And now we're dealing with Gary Unleashed. Right, right. My, my my dad's standing there with my girlfriend's in the back of the car, who's of Indian descent. We're in the back of the car. My dad's telling me about how Trump's right to get rid of those immigrants. There's too many brown immigrants in the fucking country, 
right? Sitting next to my brown girlfriend, who's an immigrant, yeah. in front of his immigrant son. Yeah. My dad hasn't been in America since the 1970s or some shit. <laughs> And he's there going, oh, yeah, Trump will fix all this stuff and bloody these immigrants, they should walk up the borders. Oh, that's so fucking cut to you in the car, subtly crying. And they're like, are you okay? I just really miss mom. I really miss mom. <laughs> I need someone to shut him the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone oh, to, fucking someone to brilliant. shut him the fuck up. He's coming out to hang with me. And now that mom's dead, they can never come visit because my mom can never get on a plane. She's too yeah. big and she was uh, poor health. So my old man's coming out for Christmas. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, it'll be good. He's coming out for like five weeks. He's rocking it out, right? Oh, nice. so, stay so, with you? Yeah, he's staying with me, right? So yeah. he wants to see his grandson and all that sort of stuff. And so I'm, he's already like this. We can go to – he's been reading up. He goes, we can go to a, a American football game. We can go see American basketball. He calls everything the yeah, American. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went to one of those. I went to one of the AFL games in yeah, Melbourne. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I went to one of those, and then we went to. Then we. It was. It's. I. That was really. I got. I, I had a lot of unpopular views. What time do I got to get you? I, out of I, I. I got an appointment at two. I got to get to. So. Okay. Well, let me see. Um, let me. Uh, all good. All good. We're okay. all good. I got another ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, um, maybe in Burbank. So it's not I good. had. Uh, yeah. I had a. I had a joke that did not go well. But I said, what is it? Is AFL the one that's in? AFL's the like softer it's, one, it's, right? It, it's the catching, kicking game that's more yeah. more in Melbourne. And there's like 12 fucking teams. 12 teams. It's the most watched sport per capita on earth for the population. Yeah. They sell out 100,000 seats to these fucking games. We went to one. It was fucking massive. And yeah. I was like, I can't believe <laughs> that any able-bodied Australian hasn't played professional sports because there's so many fucking teams that yeah. like anyone over six feet probably should be a professional athlete at some point in their life yeah yeah the point, they don't get paid a lot yeah i know I, I i i i had a meat pie there i have it my my oh yeah you get meat pies there yeah my my dream is to earn enough money one day to buy back the north sydney bears my team as a child they got rid of in 2000 and i'm fucking really? gutted about it that's it's a, a rugby league thing but this is the thing is i'm i'm mates with russell crowe and yeah. he brought when he did Gladiator and all that, his team was kicked out of the league. He fucking brought them back. Shut up, Souths. He owns this. He owns a rugby league team. Shut up. If you ever hang with him, he'll always give you like a fucking jersey or a hat. You know, like oh. so it's like it's like Tom Cruise rocks around in like a South Sydney Rabbitohs hat. Oh really? And so all the celebrities, all the Hollywood celebrities, own some South Sydney apparel. <laughs> that's fucking brilliant because yeah. and then the, everyone sees that it fucking puts the up my goal has always been when we, when like ni 1982 1980 maybe 1979 when burt reynolds was at his fucking height he brought back these all yellow florida state uniforms and bought them for the team right right and and then they'd wear them <laughs> and it was like a nod it was burt reynolds uniform that he bought for the team i would love to buy one uniform that I designed for the Florida State football team. We have enough money now yeah. to sponsor a little league team. <laughs> we definitely have enough money. We now have to enough do that. money now to sponsor one each and have them in the same league. <laughs> oh my God. Why are we not? And you're saying you don't know how to spend your money? Jeez, that's where I could <laughs> definitely fucking put my money. Holy shit. I could definitely get into that. I reckon I could get other comics to get on board as well. And we all just get their, we design their uniforms. The Seguras versus the Jeffries versus the Burrs versus the fucking. Oh, how like, fucking like, brilliant was that? My son's league, they play over here. Man, you fucking. 
You could get your names in there. You just have to buy the uniforms. That's all you got to do. I you could, could fucking it, it would that be an outlay of two grand. You could get the, your name on there for a oh. season. Oh my God. I would love that. We have to do that. Yeah, yeah. We have to do that. We got to start a group text. <laughs> Me, you, Burr, Segura. There's a fucking... What, have you done Segura's podcast yet? I have not, no. Oh, you got to I do. don't know him that well, but I, oh. I'd like to do it. I like it. I think he's a great comic. I'll, I'll do a three-way text with the two of you okay, guys. Okay, great. So that you can do his podcast. Um, That would be fucking brilliant. I would love that. I would yeah. absolutely love that. Yeah, yeah. And your son is six now? Six, yeah. The little league teams are... What they do is they... they, they the moment they give him like... One team is the Mets and one yeah. team is the Cubs and no one's the Dodgers or the Angels. Everyone's, oh. everyone's got to be something else and yeah. they play for that team. But then the next thing, they get to have sponsorship on their jerseys. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's why I, I, I could so get... And I, by the way, my daughters would be so pissed if I went to all these Little League games but, that my team but was also, playing. But also, we could just also put a picture of our heads on each jersey. Oh, my jersey would be a shirtless print of my chest. It would be my nipples, my chain on there. Oh, but it won't add to these the Hollywood elite and the and the and the and the rinks of kids and the adrenal glands being. You know, like, oh my god! Like, it's like, can you imagine the conspiracy theories that would open up? We're just, we're just enthusiastic about little league baseball. <laughs> When the truth is we want to own a sporting team and we're just not rich enough. Yeah, we just want to own a sporting team. <laughs> Set up our own fucking little private box over on the side to watch a game, invite friends over. Yeah, right. Friends over. Oh. Like, do it like Moneyball. Start making trades. <laughs> they play in the same field every day. It won't make a oh, difference. That would be fucking awesome. We have to do that. Yeah. Dude, we're going to have so much fucking fun in when we do our gig. I cannot wait. Yeah, I, I bet we, we bring in entourage and we make a fucking weekend of it and do it properly. Oh, I'm I'm definitely I'm 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 definitely breaking even that weekend. That's the way I'm looking at that. We should look into private. We should look into private. We should do it the way Chappelle does. I hear he do, he travels next level. He just flies he lives in Ohio, which is madness. Yeah. I only found out he was a Muslim the other day. He doesn't feel like a religious guy. He's a Muslim? Yeah, he's on uh, Wikipedia. It's oh then it's gotta be true. Yeah. Ooh, someone says, put that I'm a Muslim on Wikipedia. Well, you got a beard. You got a beard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> you got a, you got I've a, got a bun me sitting in my fucking fridge. I'm going to murder this afternoon. Yeah, you so, eat the yeah. pork. See, pork's one that I'm thinking of quitting. My really? girlfriend's gotten to me on pork. Do you have a cardiologist? No, no, no. It's not a health thing. It's just um, I haven't got one. Should I get one? Should I need one of those? Uh, you, you have, you're friends with one. My cardiologist, is his, your sons went to school together. <laughs> How do you yeah. know that? He said, he, the first time I met him, he says, what do you do? I said, I'm a comedian. And he goes, oh, I got a, I got a comedian. Our, my, our sons go to school together. And I said, really? And he goes, yeah. So I think he's a, a drinker. I think he parties. And I went, okay, that's a short list. <laughs> Give me another asset. And he goes, Australian? I go, Jim Jeffries. And he goes, yeah, how do you know? I was like, he's got a son. I got to make sense. And he was like, yeah. He was like, you know, because I, 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 I got Bill into getting a cardiologist. It's the best thing you can do because it, it's, you get in front of ever having a stroke or a heart attack. You just get in front of it. Right, and right, so right. I got Bill, my cardiologist. I said, called my guy. I said, hey, I'm going to set up Bill Burr with you. Can you just give him all the tests you gave me? And he was like, yeah. And so I fucking shared the numbers. I said, Bill, call this guy tomorrow. All right. I mean, all right. I mean, I'll set you I'd, be, up. I'd be interested to know that. My fear is I come out with a bad report. No, you can't. That's the whole point is that he goes, Hey, you got high blood pressure. We're going to get you on blood pressure pills. Then you don't have to worry about getting, having a stroke. Oh, you got high cholesterol? We'll get you on cholesterol pills. For me, I went in recently and he was like, um, you got to lose weight. You gotta, mm. You're starting to get a fatty, fatty liver. You got to lose weight. Mm. And I was like, what about drinking? He goes, you can drink. 
You just got to lose weight. And so now I'm on a strict diet. I'm doing intermittent fasting and working out, trying to lose weight. I do, I do the fasting. Yeah. To get How on often tour. do you fast? Uh, 16 hours every day. 16 hours every day? Yeah. So oh, I, 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 I fast to... fully two days a week. Oh, whoa. I'm a fasting day today. Oh, really? I always feel my breast's no good on a fasting day because I haven't had anything to settle my stomach. Oh, I, uh, I, I, I start getting into it. Like I, I do 16 hours. I do from 8 p.m. till noon. And then I can eat afternoon, but then I start going, I'm going to push it to one. And now I'm like, I bet I could push it till two. Ooh, UTA is calling. Do you think I booked something? I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe they're listening to this. I'm, hey, I'm, Bert, I've got Nick Dusaporo for you. Oh. All right. Yeah. This is this, our agent. This is our, our agent. One moment. Yeah, sure. Ask him if we're allowed to tell anyone where the gig is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love when they get on. He's like, oh, he's right here. Hold on one second. Yeah. Nick. Hey Nick, I'm doing a I'm doing a podcast with Jim Jeffries. We're you're on the podcast. Hey Nick, come on, you're kidding me. Hey guys, how you doing? We're doing great. Good. We're talking. We haven't really told anyone where our gig is, but we're talking about how much fun we're going to have at our we, gig. That we're we doing don't together. know if we're allowed to announce the gig yet. Are we allowed to announce the gig? Not yet. I don't. Think. Not yet. Okay. Uh, well, we haven't. We've we left a lot of hints. You know we all want to go a day early. Well, we want to go a day early and stay a day late, and stay. we're thinking about flying private. <laughs> Done deal. Done, Done deal. deal. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We've got people going. Yeah. Um. Uh, do you, is this something? Did you call for, for anything important? Well, I didn't call to be on the podcast, but this is fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah you want to call me later? Yeah, I'll call you later. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if this is when you drop by your agency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Call me. You can both call me later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hmm. Wow, he's ringing. That means something good's coming. It's the video I posted yesterday. I think ticket sales probably boosted. Oh, right. I probably yeah. want to add shows. I, I if I want to, does your podcast do well in in Europe? Yeah. Okay. Well, well I, I'm I'm touring Europe in December. I'm doing the O2. No, uh, December third. Doesn't do that well. I mean, Jesus Christ, you're doing the O2. I'm doing the O2. It's gonna be my biggest European Holy gig ever. I'm doing fuck. the O2. Yeah. And I'm doing I'm doing the Heineken Arena in uh, Amsterdam, and I'm doing. Um, the O2 in Glasgow and the O2 in Birmingham as well. So, and I'm doing I'm doing Holy Dublin, shit, Dublin, Czech Republic, uh, Israel is is I've I've always sold well in Israel, and so I'm going back to do Israel again. I do that in the round Israel. Holy shit, man! They always want religious jokes. It's so fucking weird, man. Really? Yeah, it's like they've got it shoved down because every culture has a counterculture. Yeah, and they've just like they're in the home of religion. Yeah, and they're just like, Dad, do some atheist stuff. That's all they fucking want to hear. Oh, that's fucking crazy. They want to hear that it's all the bullshit. Two arena and did you ever think, man, it killed Michael Jackson? That was his last venue he was going <laughs> to do. <laughs> you know. Oh. Like I, I, at the moment, I'm doing prep shows at the uh, Staples Center to get ready. Yeah, <laughs> with oh. all my dancers. And I, Fuck. I said to them the other day, I said maybe we should do more with a backdrop or something. And they go, if you want, you know. I'm like, but it's um, yeah, it'll be pretty cool. I, I did the Hammersmith Apollo twice, which is sort of similar numbers to doing the O2 once. But I'm really? doing the O2 once, and I think once I do what it, that? what does that see like twenty thousand? Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. 000. Wow. I think it can go up to twenty, but with the something in the with the stage yeah, being yeah, yeah. where it is and all that sort of stuff. But it's I think I'm I'm up to I think I've sold like eleven like I think I've got like four thousand tickets left or something. Oh well I can I'll cover those. Yeah, hey guys, guys, you, guys, you know what I mean? So yeah. so get on to tickets. Yeah, get on to that. It's not till December. I'm yeah, sure there'll time. be I'm sure there'll be a little rush sort of the week before, but I am looking forward to it. And also 
Me, me girlfriend's family are gonna meet me for the first time there. So that'll be. Oh wow, that's a good. That's a good first meet. That's right? a great first meet. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Jeffries. Yeah. So I'm dating an Indian. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. Are they gonna love when I do the head wobble? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're gonna have a fucking blast. We're yeah. gonna have a blast, dude. Thank you for doing this. Thanks man. for having I appreciate me. Any, it. Anytime. I live just down the road. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, anytime. We'll do it again before we'll, we'll do it and, to announce the and, date. And come over for a barbecue soon. We'll do some Beyond Burgers. I would love that. Yeah, I would love that. We'll we'll do another podcast to announce the date when we know. Yeah, and when we're allowed to announce it, and uh, people, I'm sure they're going to they're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out, but we we don't know the date. Yeah, we, we don't, don't know yeah. when it's going to happen. Yeah, you know. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, hey, thank you, man. We could both be dead by then. I, I've got to say, uh, a cardiologist. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs>